The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with the Dog. You make me laugh. Oh, go ahead, laugh. Go ahead. I'll wait. Let me know when you're done laughing. Oh, Right, I get it. I get it. I get reminders at nine o'clock every day. My calendar wants to send me reminders. Good morning, folks. Is it a good morning? It's Monday, November sixth, twenty twenty-three. Is it a good morning? I hope it's a good morning for you. Eh, I I can complain. I won't, but I could. Um crazy weekend uh you probably remember when we last met on friday i was preparing for a road rage incident uh going to LaGuardia airport man what a clusterfuck new york city is don't ever go there or if you can avoid it fly into other air airlines uh, airports not LaGuardia or kennedy one of the and not newark oh never newark please never newark but if you could get on Long Island or maybe Westchester somewhere, it's not so crazy. Uh, I Here's the thing. I picked up my uh, brother-in-law, who is 59 years old, which is significantly younger than me. <laughs> and he couldn't keep up with me. Uh, he was waiting for me. And I parked in the parking, short-term parking, because I didn't want to deal with all the crazy taxis trying to pick people up. And so I went and grabbed him and, come on, let's go. And I took like 10 steps and turned around and he's 100 feet behind me. Uh, just couldn't keep up. So, But then we got him in the car. And, and he's from New York. I should say that. Got him in the car and the minute we got on the, on the road, oh, my God, people drive crazy here. Yeah, they do. And he's saying, you know, I thought you weren't supposed to go across a, a, a solid white line. That guy just did it twice. Like, really? It's, it's going to rain man on me? First of all, this is New York. There are no rules here. The rule is if you have your blinker on, anything is okay. If you have your directional on, you can do anything you want. That's the rule in New York. 
uh, as far as traffic goes. But you know that. Uh, but he's a grumpy old bastard. He's 59. He's a grumpy old bastard. He makes me feel like uh, a non-grumpy old bastard. And everybody knows what a grumpy old bastard I am. That's how much of a grumpy old bastard he is. So Saturday was no fun, dear, you know. But luckily I got him, I got my wife to take him out. Well, I got some work done. Get him out. But then yesterday was the wake uh, for my father-in-law. And uh, I've been to a lot of wakes, probably more than most people, because I've had a lot of death. Death follows me. It surrounds me. You see it back there? Death is looking at me. I've had a lot of it. Uh, And so wakes are old hat to me. But that was one of the craziest wakes I've ever been to. Uh, First of all, uh, nobody there liked me. Nobody there likes me at all. They hate me. My wife's family, they don't like each other. I should say that. So it's not like there's something special about me. But just knowing that nobody really wants you there uh, makes things feel weird to begin with. So I'm people watching, and there's not a lot of people there. And I'm thinking one thought I have is there's going to be less people. And there were probably, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here, probably no more than 15 to 20 people all day. Uh, and I'm thinking it's going to be less than that at my, it, whenever I go. It'll probably be just my wife, and maybe she won't even show up. Uh, that's, those are the thoughts that are going through my head. Cause I know, I just know. Um, anyway, uh, it was a very weird thing. Now, Ray, my father-in-law was a Knights of Columbus guy. He was, a, he, I don't know, the grand poopah of the Knights of Columbus for one point at one point, but now he's just a, a former Knight, but the Knights feel like they have to do something. And uh, they did something all day long. They were coming in with their sword, and these guys were inept. They they didn't they don't rehearse this stuff. Nobody knows what's going on. And the dress code is yeah, they, they put on these uh, coat of uh, colors and arms and all that kind of stuff and swords, but wearing sneakers and like socks that don't match. <laughs> it's just um, a comedy show of paying tribute or memorial to somebody. Uh, but they felt like it was important for them to do that. So uh, the nighttime session comes, and they um, they want to do a seven-minute presentation. And it's clear that they have not rehearsed this stuff. Nobody knows what's going on. Guys are like, go over there, go over there. You say this line, you say that line. It was just, and they pull out the swords, and they can't get the swords back in the thing. And they're doing all these ridiculous, uh, staring at the crowd through their sword, whatever. It was just weird. And then they march off one by one, and they don't know how to march. It's like they never took marching lessons. Not even, you know, they have no. It's like, what do you guys do there at the Knights of Columbus? You just drink beer and talk about marching, and then you're just going to wing it? Anyway, they didn't know how to march. And they marched off. And then. The whole room is sitting there in silence like, what are we supposed to do? And I'm thinking in my mind, are we supposed to applaud here? What the fuck? It's just like everybody's just still silent facing the the casket. And as I'm starting to feel this tension of this is a very awkward moment. Nobody knows what to do here. 
I start to hear a little giggle from behind me. My wife's niece just starts to giggle, and then it becomes outright laughter. And then her sister, who was sitting over to the right from me, starts bursting out and laughing. And then before you know it, the whole room is laughing their ass off. And these guys who just did this seven-minute thing that they felt compelled to do are still standing out in the hall there, and they can hear everybody laughing at them. Just a very weird experience. Anyway, I uh, got through it, and today is the funeral. Uh, we have a good show to, today for you. A pre-funeral show for me. Gary uh, Jerry Hodges, who is a comedian from Nova Scotia, Halifax, Nova Scotia. What the fuck? You're telling jokes about caribou and, I don't know, hockey pucks up there? What? I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I know. I'm, all, I'm, bad. I'm off to a bad start. I'm denigrating an entire country. Just to start off with. Uh, anyway, he will be here. And then in the second hour, Ron Kane is making a bid. I don't know. We have to check the record books for the fastest return uh, for, of any comedian. He'll be here in an hour or two. Uh, right now, we have to welcome in uh, a picture of Willie. And uh... <laughs> Good morning, folks. Uh... <laughs> Mind, mind dog coffee. I don't always drink coffee, but when I do, I get the shits. Mind dog coffee. All right. Well, I'm glad you got the shits today. Uh, I have to start off with, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I owe you an apology. Um, yesterday on this very fine network, um, there was denigration. There was uh, blasphemy. There was desecration. Uh the, the Lord God's name was taken in vain and in jest. Uh, our Savior, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, was made fun of and uh, was uh, um, insinuated that he was uh, kind of like a Hunter Biden guy, cracking whores. Um, even Mother Teresa was accused of having cocaine snorted off her titties. Um this is a very fine network. We cannot allow. And and to top it off, Matthew Perry was dragged through the mud. The ghost of Mar- Matthew Perry was dragged through the mud. Now, this is the kind of behavior that we will not allow on this program, on this network at all. It is, it is below our standards. And uh, I apologize deeply if you were offended. And I ask you to give us another shot next week if you tune in. The subject will be how to rape an altar boy and get away with it, mostly for the clergy. Uh, but uh, maybe we can make amends that way. Um, I I know a lot about that actually. I, I figured. <laughs> what breaking all the boys or Matthew Perry? He yeah, was the, yeah. He how was to raise all the boys and get away with it? I was I was the head altar boy at my church, and head and it wasn't, altar boy is a whole different. Yeah, it, well, it different. wasn't like an official title that we had or anything. It's it's just what everyone called me because I spent the most time on my knees. You know, that's. Ah, it's terrible. Yeah. I don't know if either one of you guys yeah. caught that show yesterday, but it was it was um, it was definitely uh, offensive uh, and and below co- community standards. It was my terrible. wife made me watch it. Uh, you know, you know, uh, my my, my wife and I tuned in uh, for for about five minutes, and then uh, my wife was very. Uh, upset about the things that Matthew uh, Perry said from heaven. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, did you guys have a good weekend other than the uh, having to deal with the scars of your souls being blackened and, and sent to hell? Um, I, I, I had a productive weekend. I may have saved a life, which, um, you know, which is always a good thing. I may have saved not a really, life. not always a good thing. If it was Hitler's life, you would not say it was a good thing. Yeah, but Hitler wouldn't be in my house using my stairs. No, but you said saving a life is always a good thing, and I'm just saying that. Oh yeah, not... okay. Well, I should say I saved. I probably saved a life in my house, which is always a good thing. Okay. Yeah, that way insurance doesn't go up, and there's no investigation. Well, now it could have been a home intruder and trying to kill you and your wife, and if you saved that life, that would not be a good thing. I'm just looking for every rule. Well, I've gone through that. Rule. Actually, I ran through that scenario with my with my stepdaughter about whether or not it's good to kill an intruder into your home. That's right. And we came up with this a 50-50 shot, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing. All right um well yeah so i'm sorry i just keep interrupting your story but there are holes in your story and you have to uh, <laughs> and now there are holes in my wall from my repairs i haven't finished fixing the walls yet all right what happened what exactly happened that you had to save a life <laughs> somebody somebody ingested too much or they stole your uh nine hits of sugar acid. no the the people that um how should i put it the people that flipped our house before we purchased it took a lot of shortcuts and one of those shortcuts was handrails were not screwed into studs. They were screwed into sheetrock. And mm. one of them. So they just decided, pull right out. Yeah. One of them has decided that while I was carrying something down the stairs in my new bedroom slippers, which have not been adjusted, they haven't been calibrated to my feet yet. My new bedroom slippers. Um, yeah. Because they keep hitting the steps at the bottom, you know. So grab the rail to prevent um, serious acid on the stairs it, the rail it just just pulled right out the wall so you know i have to say it does make sense that a forensic humorist would need to calibrate their slippers yeah well if they when you when you have old slippers they get used to your feet and you get to used to walking a certain way and so yes. and, and they don't get, and they don't slip and slide on your foot itself because your foot kind of has a form that it fits into into the yes. slipper. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so the new uh, slippers, I hear you collect a big chicken. Yeah, the new slippers have not been calibrated. And so when I walk up the stairs, they sag a little bit because they haven't, you know, grasped, you know, the form. You know, they, they're just not on the same page as my toes and heel and sole. Wow. Right. This is compelling radio. Can I get you the, guys? Uh, fight? Can, can the, you guys fight about something? Can you just hate on each other or something? Oh and, well, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if this is hating. I got a. I got a one upper story. I guess if you want to call it. it to me, it's not one upping. I'm just trying to be relatable. But yeah. the the first fall, the first fall that I took down the stairs after prison. Um, I was I was in socks and uh, I was in my sponsor's house and they had carpeted stairs and uh, I did not realize like how slick that was gonna make it or whatever. And Wait, from you don't about have carpeted maybe, stairs in prison, 
they don't have carpeted stairs in prison? No, definitely not. They were concrete stairs. Good. There were a lot of them. Good. I lived on the fourth tier, so I took know, a lot I of stairs every day. Yeah, I was considering uh, like I was considering going to prison, and I thought maybe I, but uh, no carpeted stairs. Yeah, no carpet no, on really the stairs. Bad. It's bad it's, for the allergies. Yeah. You, it, when you're going to have a prison, you don't want carpeting because it's bad for the allergies, and you have your prisoners sneezing all over each other. Oh, and so, I can yeah. only imagine how nasty, nasty, nasty carpeted stairs in prison would be with fucking just hundreds and hundreds of people just trouncing a fucking around like all day up and down all day i mean like you know honestly like i remember one of the other things i remember about being in prison wife number two the first time she felt my thigh wait, 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 wait. is this a prison wife or is this a regular wife <laughs> so okay so wife number two and i <laughs> Um, we're okay, together. You'll answer, answer the obvious question. Okay, go ahead. Go, go to yeah, let me answer. Yeah, wife number two and I were uh together for pretty much like eight years of my incarceration through whether it was pen palling or when That's we actually what started means dating. By prison wife. That's yeah, no, she was mean. a chick from the streets, bro. And then we got married. We got married like two months That's after I got out of prison. What he means by prison wife? I know what he means. I'm <laughs> clarifying. That that's most definitely not what we're talking about. Okay, I was very was careful. Yes or no question. Listen, <laughs> if there's if there's anything I learned in prison is that there there's often a lot more answers than yes or no. Okay. <laughs> so there was a prison wife this story is not about the prison wife this is about a different number two wife no i i mean i guess technically no i never had a prison wife although although Girlfriend. i did get i did Ooh. get really concerned when i first went in because like you gotta remember like i hadn't been to prison before it was my first time going to prison and like my first few weeks in there i didn't run into anybody that i really knew like i knew some dudes in county jail but when i got to prison prison i didn't i didn't run into somebody i knew right away and so uh the day i got put in an actual cell instead of being just in the admissions and orientation section they put me and this real fucking old dude together we we both came out of the a and o section together and neither one of us had any idea how to do time in prison we had never been neither one of us had ever been to prison before so like there's two guys sitting in the cell that when the door opens neither one of us know what the fuck's going on which is just not good you know what i mean like like and you know you just start following the herds you know when fucking your door opens and people start moving around you follow them until you see a guard and you be like what the fuck's going on what am i supposed to be doing you know and they're like what do you mean and be like well this is where i live my doors just pop and then they'll tell you what's up like we didn't even know to listen for announcements and shit like you know you figure that shit out quickly but there was this dude that lived like three cells away from us that just like came up and just started offering stuff just started offering a whole bunch of and and like one of the first things they teach you in a and o is don't be taking free shit from people because ain't nothing in prison for free you know what i mean and so like now i'm in this like weird ass situation because both me and this dude don't have anything in our house so we need the niceties of the block 
to get us some essentials because there's really some kind of daily essentials that you really kind of need to have like a bowl and a spoon and shit like that. Cause how are you going to eat a fucking soup? If you ain't got a fucking bowl or a fucking spoon to eat the shit with, you know, all, all sorts of like little tiny problems. You just fucked my brain up completely. You can't wait. If you don't even have a bowl, where do you, where does the soup even come from? It's just sitting in the air. I'm just sorry. I can't don't, don't answer that. Please don't answer that. Cause I have a feeling it's like a four four year college course. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, I'll shut up now. Well, we have our guest is here, um, and I actually have to run a commercial, and the commercial's kind of long. I'll just run the commercial. So, and then we'll we'll get to meet Jerry Hodges. But oh, I have to do this commercial. Pardon me while I do this commercial. I'm gonna do a commercial. Welcome. To a better way to buy wine. Nakedwines.com is a customer-funded wine business. We don't just sell wines, we make them happen. Since launching in the UK in 2008, Angels I just like to say this is the gayest commercial ever. Over 159 independent winemakers in 14 different countries. Turns out, it's better business for everyone. Our winemakers get to sell all oh of their God. wines and make a living. We make the same margins as <laughs> and have a lot of fun in the Fuck process. Yes. As a wine drinker, for the $40 oh a month you probably would have spent on wine anyway, you get wholesale prices. You can be sure that all of our wines have been lovingly made by a talented winemaker and stripped of all the costs that add nothing to the flavor or quality <laughs> of the juice in the bottle. Support independent winemakers. Get better wine in return. With the support of oh 300,000 wine drinkers, we fund talented, independent winemakers up front. This way, they get to spend all of oh, their God, attention yeah. on making <laughs> you the best wine possible. World-class wine, direct from talented, independent winemakers. A better deal up to 60% off market prices. A better way to discover tasty new favorites with over 2 million reviews from wine drinkers just like you. God, it's a long gay commercial. Become an angel today and get started. Visit minddogtv.com and click the banner on the homepage. Yeah, click that banner, baby. Click it. Go ahead, click it. Suck down that wine and click it. Bro, that 
That is the best. Well, that, I could die happy right fucking now, dude. You have no idea. I'm glad you're pleased. Uh, GD doesn't look so, he looks a little confused, first of all. My instinct, I wanted to like go like S&M gay dudes for that whole thing, but I did not want my internet history to reflect me searching for right, S&M right. It, it, yeah, no, it would start changing immediately. I'm sure, like, okay. like if you gain that up even more, it would immediately like uh, change your algorithm. I'm pretty sure it's it's crazy. I'm like, fine. like, um, it's over the top way. ridiculous, which is why I thought it was great. Yeah, in Vato, where I get a lot of uh, the B-roll stuff uh, and stock footage, there is a whole series of twinks getting together in their kitchen and, like, they're bu- buds, but the one is kind of, like, coming on to the other one, and then he wants to, and then he's making moves on them. And there's this whole series. I was going to use that, but I was like, no. First of all, they're drinking coffee, not wine. And that, that just confuses the fuck out of the brand here. Uh, but... <laughs> right. Uh, you know, that's, that's what the voiceover sounds like. I don't know. If, uh, no, you're right. No, you, you dude. in my opinion, you hit that. So on the head, bro, like that's one of the best videos. Like I, I was dying laughing the whole fucking time. I don't know if like, it's going to move product. And that's the, that's the whole point. I think the other, I mean, I hope so. Like, I hope because so. it's attention getting, you know what I mean? Cause it's, it is three minutes long. It's three minutes long. I mean, wow. yeah, that's, yeah, that's Yeah. All right, and let's let's bring our guest in now. If he uh, would probably scare him away, he'd probably think, "What kind of gay morning show did I right, have? Right. get myself involved in?" Uh, actually, Jerry, Jerry wants to do the next voiceover. We have to sing "Happy Birthday" to him. By the way, it's his birthday today. Jerry Hodges is a veteran comedic talent that has performed all over Canada. I don't even know where that is. Is there? You guys know where Canada is? Have you heard of it? Uh, um, uh, he's, he started I, his comedy yeah. career in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Halifax, Nova Scotia. You, I don't know. These are fr- isn't different. that a tropical island? I don't know. It's like uh, probably on a different planet or something. I don't well, know. Let's I'm break gonna... it down. Nova means new or star, right? Nova is a new. Oh, so it was a star. He, so he he's performed on a star. He's a Scottish star. Okay, right? uh, and with the comedy dogs, which I like the comedy dogs because my one of my first bands was the Dogs. Yeah, go figure. Uh, D A W G as comedy dogs. Uh, Though uh, through fellow veteran uh, comic Paul Ash, Jerry has been active since 2006. Let's welcome him in, uh, Jerry Hodges. Welcome okay. to Coffee with the Dog. Uh, hope- just, just a quick question: Is anyone still turned on from that commercial? Uh, <laughs> I, may never, I may never have another erection ever again. Just speak to yourself, man. I, <laughs> the only the only concern I have is those two guys petting that woman. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know whether that was a branding thing or the look of a start of a missing persons report. Not sure. <laughs> it, well, it's how much fun they have making the wine. See, they, they, those are supposed yeah. to be the guys who say and have so much fun doing it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but, I'm celebrating a birthday today. I'm 40 years old. Yay. Happy birthday. Well, happy, happy birthday. Milestone birthday. Happy birthday, man. That's fucking amazing. Now, you know what they say? You know, I don't even look 40 because, you know, black don't crack. Yeah, you but um, our bones are white. And when you get to age, those white bones will be breaking and cracking. Well, you know what they say? Black don't crack without a police baton. Hey. And uh, and the the tasers, that's our Botox. That's how we <laughs> Tighten up those muscles. So yeah. where is this place, Canada, Canada, 
Uh, this this foreign land you're from, Canadian. It's a far, far, far land away where they have free health care and good oh. weed. Oh, that sounds. And he's drinking Mind Dog coffee. You see that? He just drank a little Mind well, Dog actually, coffee. Actually, yeah. I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of a fan boy. I like video games. I like cartoons and, you know, big fan of Cuphead. Is that the snor? Is that a snorkel? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my uh, gosh. I can't yeah. believe I even know that. Yeah. I only know that in view. I don't think I've ever seen the show. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch that when I was growing up. Although it oh, was, man. It was oh. on, like, the tail end of, like, my childhood, the snorkels. Uh, the snor- You're thinking of the snorks? Or it's supposed to be a ripoff of uh, the Smurfs? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They're, like, underwater Smurfs, pretty much. Yeah, and, and the Smurfs yeah. were a ripoff of the KKK. Anyway. No! Uh, wait. <laughs> wait, what? What is this? Oh my god! You yeah, know, now that you mentioned that, it does make sense. Yeah, the Papa, Sm- Papa Smurf was Cartoon's first brand dragon. Wow. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, maybe I can get into them because I because of GD's presence here, I'm not. I can't get into the KKK. They've yeah. uh, they've kind of. So you uh, want to get I into were, the Smurfs? They blacklisted me. Uh, <laughs> do they still use that term? Whoa! Do they actually say black? Uh, well, well yeah. it depends on who's listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, I so, you, here's something that I don't understand though. Uh, anyone here a sports fan at all? Yeah, those two. Okay. Uh, so the uh, so the Commanders, the Washington Commanders. Boo! I'm a Cowboys fan, by the way. Uh, yeah, we lost last. Wait, Cowboys. Lost. Cowboys is a, a ethnic slur. We have to change that name. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Hit- <laughs> anyway. Anyway, where was I? Uh, so the team, the Washington Commanders, are getting sued again. Uh, this time by a native group who are telling them to change the name back to Redskins. Right. Right. And the Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians in baseball because apparently right. those are slurs for native people. This is right. the first time something like this has happened, right? There, there's a basketball team, the Washington – they were the Washington Bullets. Right. Yeah, and they changed their name because bullets are negative and violent. So now they're known as the Washington Wizards. Right, right. right. Do you really think that's any smarter to name a pro basketball team full of black men and name them after the leader of the KKK? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come to the field. Come to the field, Washington white nationalists. (laughs) Well, you know what kind of shitstorm they had if they'd called themselves the Washington Panthers? Well, though, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, why don't we name that hockey team down south the Florida Black Panthers? Wow. <laughs> I know. Now, I know what, a community of full-size people in Estherville, Iowa, that still go by the midget. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's true. We got to get Clinton Shorter on on the program to talk about uh, that. Yeah, man, I I feel like the more little people we talk to, the more steam this thing is gonna yeah. gonna get. Have y'all, have y'all ever seen that, a TV band called Baby Kiss? I think it's called Mini Kiss. They're they're I don't know if they're dwarfs or midgets or little I don't know, but they but they're a Kiss tribute band and they're all uh, they're short. People. Yeah. Yes. Okay, wow. so I think I think the best thing to do is call them Fun Size Kiss. Fun size, yeah. Matter of fact, Brad Williams, I think that's what he called his special was fun size. I'm pretty sure. Wow, pretty cool. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, and, and people in the chat room can fact check me on this, if or look it up and and get some clarity around it, I think there was a mass shooting in the Bullets 
locker room right before yeah. they changed their name. And that was one of the things that they made them change from the bullets to actually it was right after, but uh that was that was basically a shit show itself. I, actually at their facility? Yeah, yeah. it was in the locker room. Jeez. It was started out on a plane. It started uh I forget who was I think it was Gilbert Arenas, whoever it was, was making what, ten, hundred million dollars, lost a card game for what, two grand? Yeah. And like, I ain't giving you that money. And then him and the other one of the other players on the team, they were in the locker room. And they and who was it? Whoever was brought in some guns, like pick two. Kind of like there were the three stooges. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, what crazy. year was that? Uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, late 90s. Okay, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, because I know they were the Wizards when Jordan played with them already. So Yeah, he owned, he owned them. I don't know what's going on there. And you are, are you guys team. millennials or, or Gen X? What, what I, are I, you? I'm adopted by Gen X. Adopted. Right, yeah, uh, me too. So, yep. Yeah, hey, we're we're in that weird area that's like right between the gap. But like... Cut, cut, yeah. Yeah, because I'm 42, so we're like we're like right here in age. So like we're we're in that weird area that like we don't really have a millennial mindset because we still grew up most of our lives without the fucking internet and without all this other, you know, like and our parents were still fucking beating the fuck out of us and nobody gave a shit. You know what I mean? Like, like we're the last generation of people that were like left to their own fucking devices, like almost fully. Like, you guys are generation taint. You're like right between. (laughs) You know, we should we should make our own like five year fucking generation and be like, fuck all you bitches. All right, we got our own shit. That's a whole other topic because I do think. They're splitting it up into twenty-year groups. It, it doesn't yeah. work because uh, uh, GD and I are both uh, technically boomers, but we're we're not the same as the the hippie. Yeah, generation. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say either one of you have like a boomer mindset. No, no, you no, know, we'll, I don't even know what a boomer mindset is because that all that shit is. Uh, read the what, greatest generation, uh, and you'll know what a boomer's mindset yeah. is by Tom Brokaw. You read that book. That well, is. That is the boomer mindset, a hundred percent. Speaking of books, Jerry, yeah, I have a question about your book. Okay, yes. okay. First of all, yeah. um, your book. Now I, I can't remember. It's um, say the name of your book. I know it ends with the word greenhorn, and I want to yeah. know why greenhorn. It's the name of your uh, book. It's a it's a term for newbie. Uh, I know what it means. Much. I mean, I know the green. I know what a greenhorn is. I want to know why you use the greenhorn because you're Canadian. That's yeah. A, that's a Texas word. I mean, I know you're a I, cowboy fan. Yeah, uh, big cowboy fan from uh, Aikman and and I spent Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. Those are my boys. But I grew up uh, on the east coast of Canada, uh, Nova Scotia, and uh, watch a lot of Amer- watch a lot of American TV. So that's probably the reason that you don't hear the ooh, ooh the boot, all that that accent. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, a boot. During, I like a boot. Slavery, That's my right? favorite Canadian word is a boot. A boot. Yeah. A boot there with the two four and the Chesterfield there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I grew up there, watched a lot of American TV. I was actually uh, in Ithaca, Ithaca, New York, uh, a couple months back. And uh, I tell the 
I, I check into my room and, and they're like, hey, where are you from? It's like, I'm from Canada. And they're like, wow. Like the expression on their face. Wow. <laughs> like, <I'm> so exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the fact that you're Canada that it makes you exotic. It's the fact that you are a can a melanin Canadian that made yeah. them wow. It yeah, I think it was I think it was the fact that uh, either like I'm like either well spoken or it's like they don't get a lot of black people in their area or because they thought that I'm related to Drake somehow. Not sure, uh, but yeah, because it was during slavery. Uh, Nova Scotia was actually one of the destinations for the oh. Underground Railroad. Very cool. So as soon, yeah. So uh, as soon as uh, the the freed slaves heard that slavery was abolished, they're like, "Nah, nah, we staying up here. We staying up here." Hey, I, hey. I would yeah, be I like, over, you know I what, Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia. Yeah, no, I'll stay slave. I'll, I'll stay a slave rather than go up there. It's cold up there, right? It may be cold, <laughs> but the. Hey, but uh, the beer is better and the bathrooms are much cleaner. <laughs> That's well, I just like the fact that you have a Molson's flag behind you. Uh, no, the uh, <laughs> coming back to the book. The book is called "Make Them Laugh, Greenhorn," and it's yeah. about it's for people who want to get into comedy, right? Do yeah. I have that? Correct? Yeah, pretty much. I wrote it. I wrote it for four people. Three of them I'm related to. Oh no, I, I think you've written it for every American. Uh, who basically doesn't have a, or even if they have a real job, if they have a job they're not happy in, they want to get into stand-up comedy. Every American who who does who is not happy with the job they currently hold wants well, to be a comedian. That's the question. That's my question. See, the fact that you are Canadian comedy and the way it's set up, and American comedy and the way it's set up, yeah. it's not exactly the same. It's not a it's not a um, apples to apples comparison. Exactly. So, does your book convert? to U.S. comedy, um, or is there, you know, or does it just do basically Canadian Wait, comedy? Be, before you answer that question, you have to explain the difference for, for people like me who don't know, and I'm sure there's plenty of people in the audience who don't know the difference between Canadian Oh, I'd love to hear America. the difference. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the difference between uh, American and uh, American-Canadian comedy. Uh, with American comedy, I feel it's much more, you know, well, with Canadian comedy, it's as its own uh, dry wit where American comedy is a lot funnier. Uh, no. <laughs> I was referring to things like you, what, what you call a headliner, what we call a headliner, host feature, stuff like that. Yep. Those terms are not interchangeable here in in the U.S. and in Canada. Really? Uh, it does fly. It does fly. Headliner, MC, whatever, whatever it is. But yeah, with Canadian comedy, honestly, it's a lot more conservative. Uh, if, uh, with our comedy, it's a lot more, it's, it's more slow paced because you guys have comedy central. We have what's called the comedy network and eight hours a day. We have, uh, a show called corner gas. Yeah. It's in the, yeah, basically that show takes middle in the middle of BF nowhere. Uh, but yeah, we have a, we have a concept up here with, uh, with radio TV. It's called beaver hours. So. With with the rule of beaver hours, I think it's a third or a quarter of content every day has to be Canadian. Wow. Oh. Yeah. yeah so, that's why, right. they, so that's why not a lot of people listen to the radio or satellite radio because eight hours a day it's Justin Bieber. Oh my uh, goodness. Or Celine Dion. Oh my goodness. Or Nickelback. 
You know what, though? Uh, if uh, if I'm being honest about it, uh, Canadian music, I mean, I'm going to get in trouble because you just included Nickelback in there. But Canadian musicians, most of the best music that we think of from my generation were yeah. really Canadians, they, but people th- thought they were uh, Americans. I'm talking about uh, Neil Young, uh, Rick James. Uh, I could go on and on with, with Rush. Those, yeah, if the band yeah. and Rush, and you know, you yeah. can go down. Yeah, the line. Rush. Rush so is many. one of my favorites. Or actually, I was at this concert last night. This group right here, I Mother Earth. Oh yeah, they're like uh, funk, like funk metal rock along those lines. Uh, but yeah, that's a group. That's a group I grew up with. You know how other kids were listening. Like I'm different than my family. Well, my family members and friends who were listening to Notorious B.I.G. I was more listening to Nirvana. Wow. wow yeah, wow. I'm the white sheep in my family. <laughs> the white sheep. Yeah. And I was. I was. A, well, I actually, I still like Rush. But I, at one point, I probably knew. From their first album up through Hemispheres, I think, or you know, YZ, whatever album YZZ was on, I like knew like yeah. every Alex Lifeson lick from the first album up through that, and so yeah, I was a fan. And then you became the studio musician for things like the Monster Mash, and your career just mm. took off. Yes, it took, took off, off right. Took up. Off. It took off from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, interesting. I used now. to have. I gotta say, I used to have a radio show back in high school, you know, because I was a because lo- I was a loser with no friends. So, I uh, there's this other term called pirate radio, right. right? You know what it is, broadcasting without a license. But when I was right. a kid, when I was little, I was thinking to myself, "Wow, pirate radio, pirates singing today's chart-topping hits." <laughs> I would be am- I would be amazed. I would be amazed if I heard this on the radio. Arg, yes, I be around the track. I ain't no alright girl. I ain't no alright girl. Yes, I be around the track, but it ain't done to happen like that. Cause I ain't no alright girl. I ain't no alright girl. Wow. That has got there's got to be a video uh, uh, in there somewhere, a, a parody, or at least an animation of that. Yeah, That'd be yeah. fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Jerry, Jerry, um, does your grand, does your mother have any grandkids yet? Uh, my mother's been a grandmother since she was in her mid thirties. Okay, wow. so have you given her any grandkids yet? No. Okay. Because she would explode. She would have exploded. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me put this the right way. Um, I'm 40 day, no no kids, no you know, you know, I'm no kids, no uh never been married. Uh but I heard this fact though. Uh the number one cause among fights amongst men or over women. That's I'm, true. Ca- I'm counting on the outside world here, William. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Look, he didn't even smile. <laughs> okay, okay. Number one cause amongst a fist fights amongst men are over a woman. Number two is over a parking spot. That's wow. something you want to put on your yeah, that's something you want to put on your Tinder profile, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 40 years old, single, single, take public transportation. I may get bed bugs from the bus, but hey, I keep most of my teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and here's one for you. Uh, I did a little bit of research because I come somewhat from a dysfunctional, uh, dysfunctional black family because my dad, God rest his soul, my dad was one out of four. My mom is one out of thirteen. Damn. 
Hand hand to God. Uh, but yeah, large, large family, many cousins. My mom wants me to have a, find a nice black girl that I can't give birth, who can't give birth to a child for me without having an extra ear on their neck. Uh, here's my point. Uh. <laughs> yeah, here's what I'm getting at here. Uh, I found out three reasons for a dysfunctional fam for dysfunctional black family. Uh, number one, poverty, of course, uh, living in poor neighborhoods. Number two is addiction, drugs or alcohol. And the third reason is someone brought home a white girl. Oh. <laughs> well, see, I come from a very dysfunctional family for a whole lot of other reasons. My father was one of 17. So uh, I, I hate to one up you, but one of oh, 17. Actually, I think he just four upped him. All four up them. I four yeah. up them. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah. it's interesting that you, you say this because my stepdaughter, has a new boyfriend and she will call her mom to let us know that she that he's black and she yeah. says it's like we don't care uh, you, you, you have your own life she said no i just wanted to let you know so that the first time you meet him that your face isn't like <sighs> uh, so, and, and, and you know what to be honest with you it probably would be i mean as much as much as i try to deal with uh you know evolving and kind of under being less uh, judgmental about stuff the first time i saw him i probably would be surprised and that and that would come off as like whoa what what do you mean by that look <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually happens for that happens somewhat for me because i looked up my family i looked up uh, my genealogy turns out i'm a white sounding black guy you know i every job i've ever had every day job i ever had it was always over the phone, not Zoom, but over the phone. It's like, hey, you know, I went to college. And da, da, da. It's like, let's bring you in for an interview. The second I go in that interview, the manager there, usually a white person, is kind of looking at me as like, he didn't sound black on the phone. <laughs> he didn't sound black. <laughs> he sound black. He didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't oh sound God. black. And I'm, yeah, and I'm saying to myself inside my head, ha ha, catfish, bitch. <laughs> but also being a white sounding black guy is hard when it comes to dating because women can't tell whether I'm the right amount of danger or the wrong amount of safety for them <laughs> if being black or thug or down or ghetto was measured on a scale I'd fall somewhere between Taylor Swift and a beaver scout wow yeah but higher yeah. than Kanye West let me um, ask you this now uh, Canada is big on hockey uh, yeah. Not a lot of black players in the NHL. Are there any? I, I don't know if there are any. But of course, yeah, there are some black players. The first black player in hockey was Jesus. <laughs> he, yeah, Jesus created hockey because he didn't want the apostles to feel left out. Yeah, it's just said, okay, doing another miracle, froze the ice and said, Peter, you're the other goalie. Oh, we had enough. We had enough blasphemy on on this program oh. yesterday. Uh, we, we're trying to. We need to take a few days off to kind of uh, re replenish our blasphemy tolerance. Oh, I, still, I still don't know what the blasphemy was yet. I have to. I have to look for the blasphemy now. Oh, oh. hear me continue with my Jesus. Story. I think you, you didn't hear the I, stuff about Jesus doing coke and 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 orgies and. and, uh, and I think I think I think he only said that Jesus smoked weed. That he he rolled really big blunts is what he's uh, is what Matthew Perry said that Jesus had rolled the big fatty. Yeah, uh, that's still kind of a, a blast for me. But I think you, you know, you, I think it got the coke off Mother Teresa's tits. That was surprising, really. I mean, <laughs> but when Mother, when realizing that Mother Teresa was only 26, you realize it's not that bad, you know. Mm. 
why AIDS matters when you're snorting coke off tits? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get it caught in the wrinkles. That's a I, waste of coke. No, I, I understand. Uh, I understand that, but I mean sin wise and judgment wise. Oh, oh. Well, I it's a party up there. Wise. I don't think they're worried about sinning. Sin is in in heaven, I think. Uh, anyway, let's bring it back to, to Jerry now. Okay. Sorry. What I was Sorry, talking about in, in hockey. Now, you're a hockey fan. When you yeah. go to this, because when I was a kid, I played yeah. with a uh, defunctified, versified orchestra, and it was uh, 26 black guys and me. And I, I stood out like like a short thumb or a, a white thumb or something like that. Yeah. When you go to hockey games, is, is yeah. that the case with you? I mean, basically... Uh, Somewhat, yeah, but uh, it's a little bit different. It's a bit different because I live in Toronto now, the biggest city in in Canada. Uh, but I did live in Ottawa, which is your which is the Washington D.C. version of yeah, up up yeah. here. So wow. I live there. They do have a team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're appropriately called the Senators, right? Big government town. Uh, big government, big government city. Uh, but yeah, they have a team. Uh, a few years ago, they went for a big run at the Cup. And my favorite team ever since I was a kid is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow. I did, I did mention I grew up on the East Coast. And when you think of hockey in Nova Scotia, first person that people think of up here, Wayne Gretzky. But then I correct them and say Sidney Crosby. I, I grew up in the same town where he grew up. Okay. I always thought you would have said Mario Lemieux being a, a, a oh, Penguin. Oh, that's my boy. That's my That's my favorite player. Yeah. I do quote Wayne Gretzky all the time, though, constantly. You think you quote him, but I think you misquote him. It's kind of like that Einstein thing where people say uh, uh, the definition of insanity that Einstein never said. I think you're quoting Gretzky. Uh, you're misquoting Gretzky. I don't think he ever said that. No, it's, I think you miss quoting, 100% I, of the shots you don't take. That's I, what the. I think that was it. Reggie Miller who said that. No, that was Jordan, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, Reggie Miller no. lived it. <laughs> Reggie Miller. I mean, lived it. according to Google, according to Google, it's attributed to Wayne Gretzky. Did you say, did, did you say Oswald? I'm, I said Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes, you, yes, he was yeah. the first one to say it. Yes. Yeah. Now well, I, we have a uh, 60th anniversary. Some Noel actually. Some graphic Grassy Noel actually said it, but Harvey Oswald took credit for it. Right. We have that anniversary coming up, and I do have a song called Lee Harvey that I, because uh, I think we, we could use a man like Lee Harvey. Hmm. Uh, we could have. <laughs> look at that look. A few years ago. Uh, but uh, where was I getting at? Okay. So I lived. Uh, Hockey I and the Penguins, you were getting at, I think. I want to um, finish the story here. So I right. did mention I'm a Penguins fan, right? Right. So Ottawa played Pittsburgh in the conference finals, the round before the Stanley Cup finals, right? That series went to a full seven games. I went to game seven at a local bar, and I realized I was a, I'm completely different from everybody because I was the only one there in a Penguins jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and Pittsburgh ended up winning that game in double overtime. I, t- oh, I, I, I cannot have been good for you. Oh, uh, well, somebody asked me, hey, dude, were you beat up that night? I said, of course not. Cause that would have been a hate crime. <laughs> uh, because, because penguins are an endangered species. Exactly. Yeah. Now, like, that's, wow. that's weird. Not, you, they yeah, named that's, like that's solid. What was that? Canadians who like uh, American hockey teams. 
It's like, you want to change me? You got to change the Detroit fans, the Boston fans. Those guys are nasty. Yeah, well, you know what? The only thing that city loyalty actually seems to to be the rule in this baseball because uh, football in America – People like oh, yeah. here are cowboy fans or or forty nine. Yeah, fans. from all over. Yeah, yeah. People don't, yeah. they they don't stick to their city as much. I don't know. Maybe it's my just my perception on that. But yeah. I, you well, know, and I mean, name some of y'all some of y'all forget that there's a lot of cities that don't have teams. Right. You know, yeah. like like there's areas that but don't areas have that a do pro have team teams. for hundreds of miles. I got it. But here we have two teams. And still, people become fans of the Steelers or the 49ers or the Cowboys. Right, or, right. It's, you That's know, true. And we have teams, so. But the, the even, naming yeah, even, thing. Even when they're present, sure. The yeah. naming thing, like Miami Dolphins makes sense. Uh, yeah. New York Giants makes no sense. But P- Pittsburgh Penguins, like, that probably has never been a penguin in Pittsburgh. They had an they had an igloo for the longest time. <laughs> they just went with it. The penguin Pittsburgh Big Birds would be, yeah. probably be a good you know. Anyway, so it's yeah, it's just so weird because I've been to hockey games here in the states plenty, and you never see a black guy in a stadium or <laughs> the arena ever. I mean, it's just like it's it's as white as you can possibly get. It's so white that I feel black. <laughs> but there, you know. The- but again, the the main attraction of the game is the puck, right? Which, which is, is you know, which even surrounded with all that white on the on the in the playing sir area, it's the puck that is the center, and and, and hitting it with a stick. Yes, uh, which which brings us yes, it's, yes. So it's basically <laughs> it's it's sport imitating life. It always comes back to rage with you. Uh, <laughs> well. I think all this hockey talk, there's one thing I, I still have to say. If if men and women are equal, how come there's no checking in women's hockey? That's that's a question I have. Right. Uh, because, I didn't even know the checks are alimony. Yeah, there's uh, in, like in, in women's hockey, you can't check. There's no checking in women's hockey. hockey. But they're equal. Don't forget that. <laughs> wow. How about they're just smarter? They have, I bet you they have yeah, I mean, possibly, possibly. Uh, I think, you know, it could be another one of the reasons that women live longer than men, for sure, is that there's no checking. <laughs> well, they they uh, have that in the kids' leagues here, and that bothers me. Because yeah. I, I, I went to one game recently, and I was complaining about that, my, my grandson's game. Yeah, like, they let little kids they, do the fighting, even. No, not, like, here. I, I, not I, here. It was a long time ago that I've been to a game, though, to be fair. No contact. Here. No contact here, and I'm like, that's a bad because you're you're in this youth league, and there's no contact. And as soon as you get into like high school or college, you're gonna find out there's big time contact. And yeah, there's big contact, and and if you're not acclimated to that contact, it, it's a whole different sport. A whole yeah. different sport if you're not acclimated to that contact. Right. Yeah. The reason that yeah, you know, the reason that women get paid less is because they live longer. Right. <laughs> yeah, hey, I never even thought of that. I yeah, never even thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we get we you we do get paid the same rate, but we're gonna drop first, and then you can stretch right. the, yeah. everything out. Yeah, they get the all time. their money on the back end. It's like a contract in sports. Yeah. So, uh, you are currently where? Where in Ottawa or Nova Scotia? Where are you located now? I'm in. I'm living in Toronto. Toronto. Which is uh. The how do I put this the right way? Um, hawk the NHL's factory of sadness. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, but, you know, well, they call Cleveland Brown Stadium the, sa- the factory of sadness. But the reason I say Toronto is because the Leafs have the longest Stanley Cup drought. They have wow. not won the Cup or even made the Stanley Cup Finals since 1967. Well, I remember when the Rangers had that. It was 19, what was it? 94. 94. Yeah, 1994 was when they won, but before that, it was like the 40s. It's 1944, I think, or something like that. 1940. 1940, right. They have, out of the original, there's original six teams. There's Montreal, Toronto, the Rangers, Chicago, Detroit, and Boston. Those are the original six. And the Rangers have the least amount of cups out of all of them. Right. The least amount. Now, are these... Athletic cups, or well, I was going to say Willie's team didn't need that many cups. That's right, have as many. There's now, teams that have had more cups, or coming up to more cups, something like that, and they haven't been in the league for like 60 years. The Rangers have been around, I think, for coming up to a century now. Right, and they may have four cups altogether. Edmonton's oh, wow. been in the NHL since the 70s, 80s, and they got five cups. What does that say right. about the Rangers? Right. And, and the Islanders, uh, who, you, who used to be a minor league team called the Ducks here, had four in a row. So yeah. and they were a major ri- rival of, of the Rangers. That was, it was, a, it was Billy, Billy Smith was playing for them, Mike Bossy. Right. Yeah, his career yeah. was kind of that was sad. So um, this, but, this is the hockey uh, morning show, ladies and gentlemen, hockey recap. Yeah. yeah. The, the least popular sport in, in North America. We just thought we'd cover that exclusively here. <laughs> in the U.S., I'll say, but up here, yeah, a lot of fans, a lot of hockey fans, you know, take that seriously. But that's yeah. just me. Anyway. Uh, uh, Jer- Jerry, um, in yeah. your your book is out for sale now, right? Yes, it's on Amazon. I got a copy so, of it right here. Why do you have the video for you still raising money to make your book? Oh, he's, he's uh, you on the stand now, cross-examined. Go ahead. Still have the, oh, you're talking about the uh, the YouTube, right? Yeah, the, I need the to, YouTube. Yeah, I should take that down now. Uh, <laughs> unless unless you want to modify it for your second book or, or something, but yeah, because it says I'm 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 help me write my book. Help, I need money, and then the book is so you're like you're taking money on one end and on the other end. You're starting to look like a Nigerian prince, my man. Oh no, I, no, I, no, I, I realized that you called me out. I gotta take yeah, I gotta take the video down. Uh yeah. You know what? I'll take it down by the end of the day. I've got a lot to do on well. Well, right it, now, if but... it makes you feel any better, we can edit this out. GD's this is actually his last day on the program anyway, so <laughs> I can edit that part out. And then you could keep that up there. GD is it? It's what, another what week. Another week is going to be day to day, man. <laughs> my my wife says you fire me every day. That's I, my, my well, wife says that my job is my wife. My wife says that my job here is the only job in the country that is less safe than Speaker of the House. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm doing a bit that I did on the radio 40 years ago. I used to fire my producer every single day on the show and it was it was i just i don't learn any new material i'm still doing the same act (laughs) except for hey if it works it works back then you were firing your producer and this time you're trying to fire somebody who's not productive so right there's a twist well he wasn't he he definitely wasn't but uh my threat to him was uh i used to yell at him get in here from the control room i said you better be dead for your sake and that always (laughs) got a big laugh but you don't have to be dead you could just you could stay alive just be fired um 
now performing you you performed in the US right uh, the finger lake stuff was in, in in New York right the finger lakes festival yep. uh how does your comedy relate to i mean do you have to change your material cuz i've seen you talk about uh hockey and stuff and and, and canadian things in in some of the yeah. videos and i don't know that u.s audience would ne necessarily get it <laughs> yeah because uh yeah you got to be universal uh i've been doing stand-up for the longest for the longest time i think it was yeah i've been doing it for 16 17 years something like that um i've opened for i think my biggest moment i'm trying to think uh probably be doug stanhope wow uh, open for him that was back i think it was 20 2009 2010 something like that but uh met him a uh, really nice guy but uh i realized well not but he is a nice guy uh i was always taught be universal right yeah be universal yeah. when it comes to uh when it comes when it comes to doing comedy no right. don't yeah don't so let do everything you, are you looking uh do you do you look for work in because I hate to say it because it sounds like I'm 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 bad mouthing Canada, and I really don't know enough about Canada bad to bad mouth. <laughs> I've been there uh, twice in my life. I've been really over the border. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but the idea that a lot of you know to make it, it's always the United States is where people come. It's it's like for, for whatever reason, make it. Yeah. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. So, are you looking to? work more in the states like that's a long way to answer ask that simple i'm question. yeah i'm think, i'm contemplating actually taking a trip uh for new year's either vegas or atlantic city in that area not austin everybody's uh, going to austin no i went to austin wait i'm lost now yeah and you would be if you went to austin that's okay yeah no, uh, uh, austin texas is like uh the mothership and oh, yeah. yeah all that Mothership, the sunset, uh, the sunset. Austin is a new destination if you want to be a comedian, uh, and that is bad news because everybody is going there, and then all the competition is there. I still think New York. I mean, Shane Gillis people, is moving there too. You just announced yeah, but most that. of the people in Austin are not comedians. They don't know how to tell jokes yet. So if you get there and you know how to tell a joke in Austin, you can actually yeah. be like head and shoulders above the rest of those yahoos out there yeah i'm um, i'm thinking about i'm thinking about taking a trip to texas i'm just more worried if they're gonna hunt me for sport uh, yeah. depends, <laughs> on the city. depends on the town you're in yeah. yeah austin's a pretty good city yeah and texas is a very big state it's like a country my my stepson is in big bend and uh and my brother-in-law who was here is from is living in Houston, and when my wife found out, oh, Eric's in uh, Texas. Oh, he's right, right near, right. No, it's fucking that fifteen hundred miles away. Or right, yeah. Texas uh, is huge. Yeah, but uh, definitely uh, different ideas. So you know, if you're talking about prejudice and bigotry and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. There's some parts of it. Austin is probably the most accepting and, and uh, yeah i'd say it's probably about the most liberal city you'll find in texas you would think ah, all right now, jerry i have a question for you to see because i was talking about the conversion rate between u.s comedy and and yeah, canadian right. comedy and one yeah. of the things you mentioned just now you slipped you slipped up and you said i've been doing comedy for g such a long time 17 years in yeah. in the U.S., that could you could still be doing open mics after seventeen years? Twenty at twenty years, twenty years of comedy in the United States is like, you know, it's it's frowned upon. <laughs> it's like 
it's it's almost nothing. So that's what I'm saying. There's an exchange rate between U.S. comedy and, and Can Can Canadian that, comedy. That, that's interesting. Yeah, because um, well, I know. The, yeah, with the exchange rate here, I said 17 years in the U.S. It comes to about 10. So right. not bad. That's not bad. It's kind of like the that, euro. Yeah. Because I know people, you know, it depends on, I know people who have been doing it six months or a year who are really making a splash. And then I know people who are doing it for 20 years and still, you know, got paid for the first time uh, three months ago. So, it's, it's you know, right. it's, it's, a, it's a whole different game. It's an individual thing. It's not necessarily, you know, there's a set rule of how long it takes to get yeah. paid or how long it takes to make it and all that kind of stuff. They think it is. They actually, if you talk to bookers and people, if you talk to people who write about comedy in the U.S., a lot of them think there are rules, and they write like there are actually rules, like you work on your first five-minute set for six months, and then you get a job as a host, and then if you're lucky, you get to be a opener, and then, and they give you this, this scale, and, and if you and if you jump ahead or you you if you violate that, you are... Persona non grata. I mean, there's an easy way to get blackballed for real. I mean, honestly, well, blue ball. You can listen, get blue ball. If you black and blue yeah, ball, yes. What what GD's talking about here, and this is some this is some real ass shit. There there is the kind of an unspoken way, and almost all these books that you get lay out that same kind of format that GD was talking about. Yeah. And when you realize that that's bullshit and that you don't need to jump through all them hoops or whatever, that there's other ways to go around it. If you go about, if you approach comedy differently, you're going to be approaching it differently the whole fucking time. Because you, once you get off that regular path, you're fucked because the gatekeepers will not let you back on. Oh, you wanted to do your individuality thing? Well, guess what? Now you get to do it to the full. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Hope you're good at it. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's what it turns into. Am I? Am I wrong? No, uh, I there was some there was uh, some bookers in uh, who I, I I at one point I was like I used to be a one of their darlings, and then I went astray. Right. And I and I tried to get back in. I didn't know. Well, first of all, I didn't know I went astray. I just knew yeah. they weren't returning my calls and weren't booking me. Yeah. And so after a few, after a little bit, uh, a comedian named Craig Gass said to me, "Fuck them, just do your own thing." And so I just started doing my own thing. And then two years, I run into these guys, and they treat me like I'm still their friend. And I said, "Well, you know, can I get some work?" And they look at me and they go, "Like, we are so happy yeah. that you have found work mm -hmm. elsewhere." <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but, yeah. Is it is that your experience, Sherry, up up there? The the gatekeeper thing? Uh it's a little bit more well, out in Nova Scotia, it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a click thing, to be honest with that. Yeah. Uh, comedy is very clicky. clicky. Yeah. I'm more uh if you can make people laugh, I like let's say I own a comedy club. If you can there's three things I'm looking for. One uh, a comic that can make people laugh, has good jokes, right? A comic that can write and a comic that can bring people in. I'm not 100% condoning bringers because a bringer can bring 50 people in willing, willing to pay $10, $15. But if that bringer can't tell jokes, 
it's not worth it. It's it's also a concept of the quality. If they're in a midway comic, somebody that can get hits in and out, sure, I would I would still book them. But yeah. sometimes it's about material. It, it, everyone's like connections, connections, right? Like I tell Joe, like I here, I'll get, I'll give you one. Um, so I notice that a lot of uh, a lot of franchises, like in media, TV, movies, are making characters more diverse, changing their race, changing their sexuality. I'm not against that. Two things: one, don't shove it down people's throats, and number two, uh, there are some you're going to run out of characters eventually that you can change. There are some characters in fiction that can never be changed. For an example, Tarzan. Okay, I don't want Tar I, Tarzan has to be a white guy. Would you be comfortable seeing a person of color swinging on vines, living in the jungle, and talking like an ape? <laughs> no, probably not. No, it probably would not go yeah. in the in this day and age. That. I right. got okay. Number two, Shaggy from Scooby Doo should have never been black in the first place. There's an animated huh. series with who was it, Velma, where she's black. Shaggy's black. Shaggy should never be black. I'm not. I, I don't want to see a black guy dressed like a drug addict living in a van and eating dog food for over. <laughs> well, with Tarzan, his nickname was the Great White Ape. So mm -hmm. that's also you'd have to the great great that? white ape who happened to be black. Yeah. <laughs> here's something you can't. Here's another one that can't be changed. Batman cannot be black. Superman can though. Batman cannot be black. Let, let me let's take this scenario. You're a cop, okay? You see two cars driving down driving down the street, right? They're just speeding right past you. Who are you gonna pull over? The penguin who just robbed the Gotham City Bank, or a black man in a mask with a ten year old white child in a shotgun seat? <laughs> I see a Batmobile and a thing to My friend, drive that's not the dynamic duo. That's, wow. that's a potential Amber Alert. <laughs> so the dynamic duo is not enough, not allowed to be that dynamic. Well, if you're going to have black Batman, you're also going to have to change Robin. I suggest what? we call him. Robin, the androgynous boy wonder. Well, he kind of always was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he. I think what he's doing is stopping the crime in Gotham City and sexually confusing the crime in Gotham City. When I was he, a kid, uh, the Green Hornet had, uh, did a. They did a combined episode of Batman yeah. and the Green Hornet, and Cato yeah. was Bruce Lee. Yes. And Bruce Lee did not like the fact that you expect me to treat. Robin yeah. as a you know an equal or something like that. It's like <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And I think I think he probably uh, beat up a little bit. Uh, uh, Bert Ward who played. Yeah. And besides, yeah. if you know if, if Robin were black, they'd have to call him the Boo Wonder. Uh, <laughs> if were, if this was back in uh, the 1930s, they'd call him Boy Wonder. Yeah, <laughs> or you could use Robin Harris as uh, as <laughs> Robin. I, I was mentioning I was mentioning Superman. Superman, how on the other hand, can be black because of how he lived. Come on, he dated mostly white women. Right. He was raised, he was raised without his biological father, uh -huh. and his arch nemesis is a white bald guy with lots of money. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. solid. But that's solid. You know, I'd, you... I'd like to see the Hulk be a woman. But instead of it being her anger that changes her, it's just her period. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. he's got a thing for big, strong women anyway. So that, that's I do. A, that's a I do. You know what my wife said to me last night? This is a real thing my wife said to me last night. She said to me, 
Y'all. Everything except menopause is your fault. Wow. Do you think that was her menopause talking? <laughs> And, and she still calls know. it menopause, yeah. Well, now that's what I wanted when I talked about generational stuff before. There's an article today uh, in Apple News that Gen X is not having sex. Your gen- now, I know Willie. I mean, constantly, it was anything that walked and talked. And- <laughs> or even things that don't talk, like animals and stuff. But uh, they're, saying, they're claiming man. that Gen X is not having sex. And they have... Uh, of course, the the answer to how to get them fucking again, but it's behind the paywall, so I have not read that. But what what do you what do you what's your take on it? Has your generation stopped fucking, and why? Either one of you guys. Uh, for me, it had to do with the speaking out in Me Too movement. Men just shut down. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're just shut down. I can't. I can't. I'm fe- February for an example. Let's say I see a woman's. Uh, you know, she loses her scarf, and I go to return it to her. What's the odds are? Odds are, it's either a she's going to thank me, or b she's going to look at me and think I have a boyfriend. Right, right. Yeah, hey, yeah. you know the difference. Hey, William, you know the difference between uh, your wife and my Tinder dates. When I go out with them, when you go out with them, they show up. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just like the Toronto Blue Jays up here. I go to see the Blue Jays. They're gonna. You're not gonna hear this announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's game has been postponed because the Jays had something come up. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. yeah. No, I could see that 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 would make a difference. I'm wondering if they addressed that in the article because I have not paid for it. But just the headline made me curious. Like, why would a whole generation stop fucking? But I think you're in on yeah. something there. This whole fucking. You gotta you gotta relearn the rules of how you can yeah. even talk to women. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're oh yeah. Right now, the slightest mis- the slightest misunderstanding about a man, especially in this day and age, can destroy his life. Here here's an example. I mean, I went to the liquor store ten minutes before close, you know, because I know how to invest in my future. Uh, I went to buy some whiskey, right? I got him some aged twelve year old whiskey, and it was just me, the cashier, and the security guard. Well letting me out right as soon as i paid for my whiskey the cashier says to me in their loudest clearest voice good night sir enjoy your 12 year old whoa what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) whoa Uh, you want somebody shouting behind you (laughs) keep this in mind keep this in mind this was like 10 minutes before closing if this was two hours earlier in prime time you would see me on the twitter my face on twitter and it was 40-year-old black man leaving liquor store with 12-year-old blonde. Or that, or just running down the block being chased by a bunch of angry, you know. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Yeah. Women get to be maternal. Men can't be paternal in this day and age. Right. Yeah. And you know what? They, they, I think Bo Burnham has a great song about that. And I can't, I'm not going to do it, but he talks about, uh, I'm a feminist who like wants a guy who likes to buy me stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like hypocritical. They, they want a big, strong guy who's also in touch with his feminine side. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you got to be, yeah. You, you got to be androgynous, I guess. Or, or, and be- you also can't have any like, uh, expectations for them. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they want all their boxes checked, but the minute you start putting expectations their way, they're like, "Oh wait," ah, 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 you know, like. 
So you think millennials are are millennials got to I mean, if you're in your twenties or or thirties, you you you're that's prime fucking time. You're not you're not letting anything stop you, politically correct or not. You 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 got to fuck. The urge, the the physical urges overwhelm any kind of sensibility. I think when you get to forty, that's when you start to think about it a little bit. You think millennials are not fucking? <laughs> that's the question on the table. They're too, yeah, they're too busy touching their phones more than their penises. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, they're they're doing it in bold new ways. I think actually, they're doing a lot more stuff. <laughs> Bold new ways. Well, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like uh, like, I think they're they're like taking Captain, they're okay. taking a lot of um uh they're taking it public more. I think you know, especially is, with like some of these Trek toys the and stuff generation? like that that you can conceal. Like like, am I the only one that knows about these things? Or what? of course, of course, you are. But they are uh, investing in non toxic. Butt plugs, which is okay. For instance, when I was in Fargo, now keep in mind, I was in Fargo at the tail end of fucking winter. There was still snow on the fucking ground. There were scantily clad 20 somethings going all up and down Broadway because Fargo is a college town for North North Dakota State. But I saw a group of girls, and three of them had lights coming from their mini skirts, which means that they had. Butt plugs in to have LED lights on them. Wow. Or to paint a clearer or, picture of what's happening was, out there. It was Fargo. Lightning bugs could be trying to get warm, and the lightning bugs are up there just trying to stay <laughs> warm. I'm just saying there's there could be a positive reason, maybe something to do with nature that that. That explains the lights. Up no, the no, bro. Like a rainbow light was like protruding from their mini skirts. So, are you saying that lightning bugs can't be in other colors? Is that what, are you? Are you like a lightning? Bug I've never seen one other than like the yellowish lightning okay. bug. No, I've never. You I've never seen. Are, are, uh, derailing this. This show is supposed I'm to be sorry. all about I'm sorry. Jerry. God, I- Jerry Hodges and his comedy, and there you are just talking about mini skirts and bug No, lights. I'm fine. I'm fine. I like I like uh, let, letting this fly. Keep going. Tell Keep us, going. <laughs> tell us how is, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. spend your birthday. Now you're a single guy. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna go to a strip club? Or are you gonna what What are you gonna What does a single guy in Canada uh, do on his birthday? Uh, there's a lot of uh, free birthday uh, free birthday stuff I can get from different different businesses whatever it's like hey you get to eat you get a free whatever on your birthday like i could just go out down the street and say it's my birthday and they give me a cookie yeah I mean, that's my know. that's one of my favorite things to do soak up all the free shit yeah what? do that uh, oh wait is there is that is that something that applies to escort services also and don't pretend <laughs> you don't use them because you already admitted that you use escort services at 3 a.m so uh, i'm just want to know if you if there's a free version of this for your birthday Free tub uh, job with every blow job. I don't know. Uh, I was I was just thinking, hey, you get a free copper feel without being charged. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> as I said, as I said, the difference between the days and my Tinder dates, you know, the days Wait. show up whenever you go to see them. So right. I haven't been in a lot. Of, I did date a woman in a wheelchair before. Yeah, that, it's new. That was new to me. I dated a woman in a wheelchair. Then she walked out on me. 
Hey, she, I wait. A woman in a wheelchair walked out on you. <laughs> yeah. Or roll? Did she? Did she like get up and walk like 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 she was so bad she was healed, or did she roll out? <laughs> she, rolled, roll. she rolled. She rolled her tires all over my heart. Wow. I mean, oh. yeah, my heart. Yeah, my. You could still see the Goodyear logo on it. Man. Yeah. Wow. We actually, our, our first date was really nice. We went for a nice relaxing crawl on the beach. Uh, <laughs> I worship the ground she rolled on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We once we, our big we once had a big fight to keep her from following me. I just took a bunch of thumbtacks and threw them on the kitchen floor. Wow. Now <laughs> we're gonna get this is the first day. I don't think we've gotten much uh, handicap hate mail, but I think we will get some today. Uh, yeah. Now okay, just let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah, uh, well, well, let me uh, ask this question about that because I, I came up the other day that because I used the word handicap and somebody jumped all over me. You, that that's not you know that's an offensive term now, not politically correct. Handicap, but are they? They're not changing every fucking sign that says handicapped only parking. So yeah. uh, I mean, right. well, it cost, because that costs money. Right, it doesn't cost money to yell at you and say I don't want. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. And that's why those signs. people get fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing where it's like picture. If if the people who don't, the people who don't want to be called handicapped had to pay for the signs that said right. handicapped, then we, you know, be something totally different. Yeah. Well, I've, I've what qualified? I've recently you? made the decision that I'm no longer accepting people being offended on other people's behalf. If you want to tell me that what I said offended you for something that relates to fucking you, fucking fabulous. Otherwise, lick a fucking fart out of my ass. Oh, why did you have to? I go find there? that offensive. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But see what I'm saying? Like, we've gotten to the point. We've gotten to the point. The offense, the offense that they fame is now offensive to me. You the see what I'm saying? So day, I'm the rest of my Monday is going to be haunted by a stench of Willie's fart smell, imaginary fart smell in my fucking nose. Oh. It's going to take a full day to wash that out because you planted that fucking thought in my mind. Speaking oh, of farts, oh my Jerry, god, I'm so sorry, bro. So Jerry, so what's your favorite <laughs> Jerry, what's your favorite birthday cake other than free? Wow. Uh, that that was that was a really nice segue. Speaking of farts, <laughs> Jerry. <it> so? <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. GD, you were offended earlier. Here's the problem I have. See, this is my fuck box or fuck container, and I can't find a fuck to get. Anyway, no. Uh, favorite kind of, favorite kind of cake. Uh the kind of cake that you eat off of Mary Magdalene's tits. No. Uh I had to go back to the blasphemy jokes, didn't I? Uh-oh. Okay, so, so unleavened. So unleavened cake. Uh, I'll tell you that. Okay, ice cream, let's just say. Uh, but I, that my favorite kind of cake. I'm that person. I don't get offended by a lot. You're going to have to go, like, on a level of 110, you're going to have to go to, like, a 25 to offend me. I was actually bullied as a child. Uh, not so much, well, physically and mentally. Uh, and that's and your that was favorite cake? my mom last week. Uh, no, actually, I got a lot of nicknames because my full name's Gerard, like Gerard Butler, the actor, right? Okay. Yeah. So first, I was called Giraffe as a child. Is like, okay, that's something. Did and you have then, a long neck? Yeah. That. Did you uh, like grow into it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like that, yeah. And then sure. that Disney movie came out, and kids started calling me Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> and yeah. this is your favorite cake? Ice cream. Yes. Ice cream cake. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Okay. But but then, and here's the kicker. Uh, they got really creative in high school, and for the longest time, they called me Gerard the Retard. Oh, no. Yeah. That's terrible, bro. I'm How sorry. do the other retards feel about that? I'm wondering myself. I'm, I said, would they insult it? Hold on. Hold on. Still don't have a fuck to give. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted the other retards were insulted, going like, really? You couldn't do better? No. <laughs> right. Now you can't take that fuck box uh, with you on stage, can you? I mean, there's a, I, know, I think there's probably. No, I, I, I got a fuck bag. And, oh, fuck bag. Yeah. I, 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 they I like to be called up. women. <laughs> oh, fucking thank yeah, you, women, GD. No, women don't like me. Thank you. Uh, I'm, well, I'm trying to be. I'm yeah, we're gonna get handicapped hit... women sending hate mail in. I'm wait, hey, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for all that hate mail because you were talking about. Uh, well, people were talking about blasphemy. I do have a joke that uh, about. I have a Jesus joke. I'm not sure if I can tell it. Sure, you can tell. Uh, it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going it anyway. to hell anyway. Yeah, I'll tell it anyway. Um, I'm I'm sick of all the the hate in the world. Honestly, with uh, you, you know, Russia invading Ukraine, uh, Gaza, Israel, uh, Israel. I'm, I'm sick of all the hate. Right. Um, I'm really getting sick of it. because uh, people are using some people are using the Bible, right? A book that I believe a book that I believe in and love. People are using the Bible as a weapon for hate. For bigotry, uh, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died for our sins and that he's black, Jewish, and Italian. Uh, Italian. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he fed the hungry. That's what Italians do, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He helped the needy. He helped the needy, right? That's what the Jewish faith does, right? And of course, he's black. Everyone knows that. He grew up in poverty and was abandoned by his father. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm sick of all the. I'm sick of all the genuine hate that I've been hearing recently, especially in the world. I think that we need to come together as as a human race. Know Never that we're happened. all the shit ourselves, and realize that Jesus might have been black, Jewish, Italian, and gay. I wouldn't mind. What's the worst that happens? You know, he turned water to wine coolers. <laughs> He'd walk on water in six inch stilettos. <laughs> the Last Supper would have been catered, and oh it would turn God, out Jesus yeah. And wait. Okay. Oh, because of that movie, I keep doing that when someone uses that. It's like, where? Anyway, and they turned out that the burning bush wasn't an actual bush. It was the name of the first gay club in existence. <laughs> where do you think the term glory hole might have came from? Come on. Ah, uh, very good. We're very all going good. to hell. We're all going yeah. to hell. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good, good party, but not quite like the party that uh, Matthew Perry uh, described. Anyway. Uh, did he describe it like this? Blub, 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 blub. Uh, <laughs> hey, if all, hey, if we're all going to hell, I'll be carrying the, I'll be in front with the baton. Just, that was, yeah, that was an accurate description. I love it. That was, <laughs> now, speaking of exactly offense, what it sounded like. offensive and all the bullshit, they went back and found a, uh, episode of Friends where I guess Courtney Cox and Matthew Perry were arguing about, uh, drowning guys or something and she called him a drowning uh a drowning idiot or something like that and people want or people are offended by that making a big stink of that they have to lose that episode now like 
Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, so this is what happened. So people that hadn't really watched Friends yet, Matthew Perry dies. Now they're watching Friends, and now they're attacking certain episodes of Friends based on content. Is that what you're telling me? All they need is a voiceover and just change the word from drowning to browning, and everything is fine. I'm sure the rest of the script is fine. Yes. Browning, browning, something yes. like that. It does, yeah, I mean, it's, so it's, it's like one phrase. Yeah. yeah. So okay. you do, do a voiceover, change it from just like you do with um other words. Just I mean, I can see that. I mean, as long as they're not pulling like episodes or something like that, but I still don't. AI, AI, AI could fix that. But the thing is, right. people, people who feel like they're nobody. Uh, and there's a lot of people who feel like their lives have no meaning. What they do is they just look for things that can, oh, maybe if I uh, find something outrageous right. or something to, to complain about big enough, and if enough people get on this, they'll remember that I'm the person that started that, and my life will have some fucking meaning. You know, uh, back back in the day, back when, back, um... um oh, you back, must be old to use yeah, that. Yeah, I'll phrase. say, <laughs> Matt, I was going to say, back, Matt, back, back when Matt was a child, and TV was in black and white, uh, when we had three channels, if somebody wrote a letter into the network, they assumed that that letter represented 10,000 people. Right. Because um, they know that not everybody's going to write a letter. And so they just assigned that number to that letter. Right. And now that's on like gone on steroids. Someone sends like a tweet and now... They just act like it represents an entire generation. Well, and there's groups. There's like there's groups of these people that you know for whatever you know for for various different you know things to be offended about. And if one person in that like anti you know like okay um uh, I don't know what word I'm supposed to say now, but that G anyway. word that I said a while ago or what? Or wait, I can't say word. it or. You can no, say whatever you want. The here. gypsy word. Remember, I oh. I associate. As long yeah. as you take responsibility for it, you can say yeah. any word you want on here. Right. Oh, okay. As long as All you right. Take responsibility for it. People, right. some people, I hate to do that because they're doing that. They canceled Pepe Le Pew years ago because from Space Jam Two. And people, I'm I hate to argue with people over this. People are like, you have to get rid of Pepe Le Pew. It's like, okay. If you watch as much cartoons as I do, I hate to get off the topic of that, but but there's two things you can do uh, with this. One, complain if something offends you, or two, turn the TV off. Right. Right. Well, my complaint is that they made a Space Jam 2. I don't yeah. even... <laughs> I don't... Pepe Le Pew was like perfect for me, but, I, but they made a fucking Space Jam 2 when yeah. they shouldn't have made the Space Jam 1, but they did it God bless them. I'm sorry. You know what I saw yesterday? I saw Heckle and Jekyll, a white version of Heckle and Jekyll. Now, Heckle, Heckle and Jekyll, for people who don't know, my, it was a cartoon from my age. Two black crows who were basically doing the Amos and Andy bit, which was radio blackface. Yeah, uh, but uh, and totally like uh, you know over overdoing it and all that kind of stuff. But I saw at the funeral home somebody had a hat with a whitened version of Heckle and Jekyll, and I was like, that is so confusing. <laughs> so yeah. it's it, now you're telling me it's black crows doing white face? What the fuck is that? <laughs> right? Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. 
I want to. And that's my like my biggest argument for most of these things is make it make sense. If you could make your argument make actual fucking sense, maybe I'd listen to you. But this nonsensical fucking bullshit, this fucking oh my god, dude! It it, like it. it, Uh, I just don't understand why uh, people are trying so hard to make things. What yeah. they're not, you know what I mean? Like, like if somebody says some racist shit, call them on it. But like, yeah. if they say something right. that has no malicious intent, why are you tripping on people? Yeah, Jerry, just so you know, anytime uh, you can interrupt uh, Will and just say, yeah, no okay, problem. No, no, we, I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm oh yeah, agreeing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We, oh, we no you, you got to the point in the first sentence. The let the next thirty five sentences after that were just saying the same thing again. Oh no, I'm, no, I agree. I agree with well. People are pussies nowadays. I'll tell you this one. Uh, the reason they made a second Space Jam movie, they wanted us to forget that R. Kelly can fly. Uh, and and for some reason, have us believe that LeBron James can act. Uh, right. Anyway, yeah. actually, here's what I'm getting with Pepe Le Pew though. If you watch as many cartoons as I do, you know the formula of it, right? Uh, the fuzzy gathered in Penelope, right? So you have Pepe Le Pew with the Pepe Le Pew stink lines. Everything's melting. People are running away, right? And then you have the gag where there's always a white streak down Penelope's back. Right. She smells Pepe Le Pew. Pepe, yeah, is trying to romance her or, okay, kissing on her. And she's running away. If you've ever watched uh, a Pepe Le Pew cartoon where you didn't see the stink lines and she couldn't smell him she was all up in that yeah. look up the first epi- look up the first ever Pepe Le Pew cartoon right what happens is they both fall she falls into a bucket of water he falls into a bucket of paint right and he's all blue right he's walking away looking all buff and she's all up into him because you know why he's not stinking that he's not stinking bad there was another one where uh she was unconscious. Pepe Le Pew is nursing her back to health. Like he's putting all this perfume, this nice smelling stuff on, on himself. She smells it and she's all over him. Uh-huh. So if anyone's wondering why he's canceled, it's because she smelled him first. If I smelled like onions and feet and all this and women smelled me, they wouldn't, obviously they wouldn't be away from me. But if I don't smell that bad, okay. Yeah, that I would, but women hate me in general. Um, I but, get yeah, it, but that's man. because they can see also. It's not just smelling. They can also no, I'm just eating up. Yeah. yeah. But I, they, I can be dressed they, up in a nice in a nice suit, but if I'm stinking of all that stuff, they wanna they wanna be around me. They'll like the suit, they'll like the clothes. They'll now, like, do you still get the do you still get the uh uh um RuPaul in uh in Greece vibe still? Do you still give that off? I'm RuPaul out of drag. There yes. I there you go. <laughs> There you go. So, uh, you, so have you now? Have you done comedy at like burlesque shows and stuff like that? And when you do, yeah, oh, you already started answering. You went, go ahead, finish. Yep, ahead. yep. Go. Swingers clubs, burlesque shows, gay bars. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Uh, that's that's what I pride myself on. I'd rather people think I'm a dick, just a dick, than say a homophobic dick, a racist dick. Uh, anything along anything along those lines. I'm just a dick in general to everyone. So you have the same letdown lines for a man as you who tried to pick you up as you would for a woman trying to pick you up. Yep, I would. I'm just up. Stri- I'm just straight up. Uh, excuse the reference. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm like my whiskey. I'm just straight up. 
Now, is this 12-year-old whiskey like the girl at the, at the liquor store? Yes, exactly. It, it is okay. the 12-year-old yeah. at, the, at the liquor store. Yes, uh, exactly. That's uh, awesome. Have you, first of all, uh, I, I've forgotten about this because it's Jerry's birthday again. Happy birthday, Jerry. He's 40 years yes, old. Yes, happy right? birthday. Um, GD, your birthday is coming up too, right? When's your birthday? Uh, the 19th. The 19th. Uh, and you'll be 40 as well? I will also be... I was born... <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a joke, okay? I was, I, I, I was born in I love it when you tell us first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I, was, I was born in 1959. You can do the math. If you can't, I'll be 44. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? That just reminds me. Ron Kane was supposed to be here. Uh, he's late or lost in the internet somewhere. So we, uh, you know what? We could do this, right? Comedians who are funnier than Segura. That's how now, GD, uh, you can relax here because we are not going to add a new comedian to the list today. We're going to take one off because Ron has not shown up. We're temporarily, anyway, uh, taking him off the list of comedians who are funnier than Segura. If if he when he when he shows up, we can rescind. Oh, Will, you're uh, muted, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah i don't well, know why i don't know why it takes so long to like and i hit the button and it still takes like five seconds to unmute me for some reason uh, the mute is uh artificially intelligent. for you yeah uh no i'm kidding <laughs> it's artificially intelligent um yeah so you know what um all this stuff about you know politically correctness and what you can say and what you can't say. Fuck it. I I was thinking about this yesterday because uh, and Ian will get upset now that I'm going to bring up Dave Landau. Why? Because I think Dave Landau is funny in his stand-up, but I, he hasn't he hasn't gotten bigger than he is, and I think part of that is he has sold out. I think the first thing that happened to him, and this is I'm sorry to, to be soliloquy right here, but I think the first thing that happened to him was Anthony Cumia uh, uh, had him on a radio, on his radio show and then offered him guest hosting. And then people assumed he was this right wing, far right wing guy. And then Crowder picked him up and now he's with Glenn Beck. And even though he's not that far right wing guy, the paycheck was so good that, yes, I'm going to take that position. And then when he sits in with those people, he's taking the paycheck and there's only one way if if you're really not you got a, mag, a MAGA guy the only thing you can do is try to play along and try to lean into it as best you can to enjoy the experience while you're getting the check for your own sanity and I think he's done that and I think that has cost him so I don't think the, the thing I'm getting to here is I don't think that's his authentic self in that on stage when he's doing stand-up I think he's being pretty authentic but I think he's kind of sold out a little bit his authenticity and people recognize it. And I think that holds you back from, so I think you got to really be who, who exactly you are and fuck everybody and, you know, have a uh, give a fuck box or a fuck box. And life's, a life's too short to be completely politically correct. Cause I'm yeah. Canadian, right? I'm a black Canadian. Okay. Not African Canadian, not African Canadian, not African American. I'm a black Canadian. Right. Now, white people, which is 
the other two here. Uh, the white people, you're supposed to be referred to as Caucasian, right? The only time you're right. called Caucasian is on a police scanner. Right. That's it. Or in a sense, or in a census survey. But we have yet to find a political correct name for white beater undershirts. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. calling white beaters. I'm still calling them Chris Browns. <laughs> Chris Browns. Man, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. No, because uh, I say it all the time too. And sometimes I get and I get weird. And it's so strange because that's another word that I get weird about. Like, because yeah. I wear those undershirts all the time and I referred to them as wife beaters my entire life. But but now, like, we've gotten to a point in society. I'll be in my house. There's nobody but me, maybe my wife in earshot. And I'm nervous to say the term wife beater because a bunch of fucking asshats have lost their fucking mind. Right. Let's uh, return the um, balance. Uh, let's get the white people in the majority here. Chris Browns, I love it. Return Chris Welcome, welcome back. Now we ha hold on. What we? we? What we? What are you talking about? We? Right now, listen. You supposed to have each other's back at all times, no matter what, especially brown white people. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we have to welcome back to the comedians who are funnier than Tom Segura list, Ron. Kane, who is back with us, who was temporarily taken off the list because he was late getting here today. Ron, welcome back. That is how to get him here. Hey. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, having me back. Yeah, I apologize. I, I got tied up in some stuff that I was doing. Then GD called me. He's like, hey, where are you? And I'm like, oh, shit. That's right. I have somewhere to be. That, and wow. that's, my, that's my love for you. I have never called any other comedian or person that was Wow. Yeah, show. that is love. That's I, real I love. I reached out to you. And, and it cost me a spot. Now I'm one spot lower than Tom Segura again. Wow. <laughs> but I'm willing to be that for you, my man, Ron Kane. Now, I, I, do, I do have one question. Uh, and it's, I already know the answer because I asked you last time I saw you. But for those who last time they saw you, I offered forty dollars to any woman who would ruin your marriage while you were in Austin. Did I have to owe any money? Any money? No, no, nobody. Okay. Nope. No, no, Ron. Have you? Have you? You probably haven't met uh, Jerry Hodges, who is over on your hey. left. Good morning. Okay. He's he's from Canada. I don't know if you're familiar with it's a country, uh, Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you have you ever performed in Canada? No, not yet. Not yet. I will uh, someday, but not yet. So, not if so, I get there first. No. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, I, if, you come, if you come up here, they'll assign you a temporary hockey team. So, if I have this correct, and I probably don't, um, that only Jerry has performed in the two major countries in North America, and, and nobody else has. You guys are all basically U.S. comedians only. Yes, I think Willie, you're muted again. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys, n none of you guys have ever performed outside of the U.S. Yeah. I'm not comedy. The things I performed outside of the U.S., I can't. You know, there are extradition treaties still. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, do you have any plan? Would you? Would you go? Yes. Yeah. You don't have to finish the sentence. Yes, I would go to Canada to perform. Yeah, you know, musically, it used to be a thing to do. Go to Montreal. Uh, to uh, A lot of bands went there to, to make it or at least establish a living. So it's not a not a far-off thing. Uh, 
not a, a strange idea anyway. Jackie's sending me a text right now. I don't know why. Uh, oh, he wants to know when he's on. We got we got to give another date to to Jackie now. Ron Kane has uh, been working with uh, David Copperfield, obviously, <laughs> and he has performed a really good illusion. He's almost like see through in at this point. Uh, Ron, how do you actually uh, achieve that effect? Well, usually he does see Quinn, so I'm surprised that he actually did see through now. If you could have just done that without moving your lips, that would have been great and answered for him. <laughs> As oh. if he's there. Oh, uh, here we go. So we'll go. We'll go back to Jerry now. Jerry, you're coming back to uh, the the real country, the uh, real North American country, anytime soon. Do you have any plans? Uh, I'm, not- I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about New Year's uh, performing. Uh, I'm probably gonna be in New, maybe New York again, Baltimore, Jersey. I haven't decided yet. But oh, uh, Baltimore. If you hit yeah. Baltimore, let me know. Um, even even if um, I'm not performing, I will. Uh. Come- We'll come um, pay right. homage to you and visit with you and be your right. friend and clip. Uh, clip. Oh, you're in, oh, you're in Baltimore. Well, I'm close enough to it that I can, uh, I can smell Baltimore. it. Uh, yeah. We were talking about sports earlier. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but uh, since I think it was 95, Baltimore is the only city to win both a Super Bowl and a Canadian Super Bowl or the Grey Cup. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Say what? Wait. Yeah. Because Canadian. the Ravens were a, a, a Canadian football team. Is that what you uh, get? At one point, they want the no, Ravens. I, Ravens. Oh uh, no! Actually, uh, the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore to become the Ravens, but right. Canadian Canadian football tried a U.S. expansion. Yes. The problem with that is it was all a shit show. All the a lot of the places there was Baltimore, which was the most northern city. But they went south. They went like Sacramento, Louisiana, Texas, Alabama. Yeah, that was a, that was a shit show there. But 90, 95 was the year that Baltimore uh, became the only U.S. city to win the Grey Cup. Well, and, unfortunately, yeah. Baltimore is known for the only uh, the only team, uh, only city to ever lose a Super Bowl to the New York Jets. So. So also Baltimore uh, won the chlamydia. Uh, Baltimore also won the chlamydia championships two years in a row. Thank you. Really? Yeah, two years. You in didn't. Row. You you weren't there. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I That's I figured. left. Yeah. And they're all they're always fighting for that top murder spot too. Uh, well, yes, oh. we're in contention every year. We're in contention. That's true. Uh, uh, do they win? Did they? And what do you win for that? I think it's usually Chicago. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, they have Michael Jordan, so that's- and I think that's done per capita, right? You got to go like uh, take cause some some smaller. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, it's not it's not straight up dead dead right numbers. No, these are um, it's per capita. Right, how, Ron. How long have you known uh, GD? Uh about about six years now. You know his birthday? I do not. No. <laughs> See that six I, years? I you never a, asked I, when his birthday is. I struggle to remember my own kids' birthdays and my mom's birthdays. So, but you remember how they were conceived, and that's yeah, that's about it. <laughs> right. Well, uh, his birthday is in two weeks, by the way, so you can go shopping now. Uh, you can go to minddogtv.com/shop and pick out some nice stuff for GD. Good stuff for him to break because he's running out of stuff to break <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time he finds out that he's not on the list of comedians who are funnier than Tom Segura. Uh, anyway, this is Jerry's birthday. If you want to say happy birthday, Jerry, I mean, 
Yeah. Hey, happy birthday. Oh, okay. He doesn't yeah. like real cake. Now, when is, when is your birthday, Ron? I just for for uh, just had it. Yeah, uh, it was October sixteenth. Oh well, happy birthday! Oh, that's right. You were on the week of your birthday, and we actually sang happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah, that's I, right. Yeah. See, I should have remembered that. Bad, bad on me. So we got, <laughs> we got a, everybody covered on birthdays here. This hey, is the birthday morning uh, NHL. Uh, hey, we'll, we'll call it even, Matt, because I was late today. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. So, uh, is this the quickest turnaround for a return spot? Did you did you we have we have we have to do a dig di- a deep dig on that. I believe it it's pretty close, if not the what we gotta what? say goodbye to Gubs. Oh thank you for reminding me. you know what? I think Tony's still away uh shooting a movie, so he, I don't think he'll even notice. But we have to say goodbye to Governor's Comedy Clubs today. Governor's been great. Uh tonight, by the way, at not tonight, uh tomorrow night, they have uh rising stars and i think it's a bringer show and uh, this this has got me a little confused now uh people get credit for people who they bring but they don't you know people have to mention them at the at the door uh what do open micers do who just show up and don't bring anybody they get no time at all they get bounced yeah they probably don't get in i'm guessing well they have a minimum they make it a minimum of three minutes yeah Uh, or that too yeah maybe yeah, bring maybe. a show. What What do you guys have? When was the last time you, any of you guys did a bring a show? Do you Do you do those anymore? California. I haven't done a bring a show since California. I don't believe in in having to do bringer shows. I'm the kind of guy I will perform from four to forty four people. If even if it's like mostly comics, I'm just like we're still doing this tonight. We're still doing it. I don't care if you consider it a workshop. We're still telling the jokes. We're still putting in our craft. Good, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, it's been a long time since I've had to do that, uh, but with the nursing home stuff, the, the corporate stuff, and the, all that stuff, it, it those can happen. I, I played for one guy who was dead already and yeah. didn't just didn't know it already. Uh, he'd been a co- in a coma for two months, hadn't opened yeah. his eyes or uh, spoken a word in two months, and I did a 40, 45, 50 minute show. <laughs> uh, with practice that's what it is it ends up being practice right ron when was the last time you played have you played a, a bring a yeah. show in recent memory now my my most recent one was probably like five years ago maybe five and a half years ago close to was it was that magoobies no that was uh uh that was when i did broadway i like uh oh, i yeah. uh i did this thing where uh it was like broadway and it was connected when Danger Fields was still open a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, so I got, I mainly did it for that reason because I wanted to perform at Danger Fields. Right. And- yeah, is, is New York uh, the trend? Is that a trend? Because we've seen three clubs in New York, uh, three significant clubs closed down in the last two years or so, uh, two or three years. You think that's a trend where uh, we're, because comedy has done this thing where comedy clubs sprawl up everywhere. There's comedy clubs everywhere. Then they die out and then there's new ones popping up and then they die out. You think this is a, a trendsetter in New York? Anybody? This they, I don't think, I don't think that the clubs are adapting to the new way of new way that people want comedy, to be honest. I don't think they're adapting. And I'm not even sure I have an answer for that in the sense that, except for the fact that, Bookers have this idea of what comedy is and should be, and the audiences are expanding their their realities to what comedy right. could be. 
And so, and so clubs either they're either not adapting and they got the same old piece of shit community. And I'm only saying piece of shit because I'm not one of them comedians, you know, but that's just my humble opinion. And I'm usually right about my humble opinion. You use the word (laughs) humble loosely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The, The thing, the thing about bringers, you can get the money maybe for a short time, but the long-term loss in that is basically the quality of the club. Um, I, I'll give you an example here. I mentioned before that I opened for Doug Stanhope uh, back uh, where I, back in Halifax, where I'm from. Anyway, and this wasn't um, a sex thing, right? This was comedy. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, he doesn't do it for me, mainly because of his penis. Anyway, okay. uh, so I ran, a, uh, I ran an open mic show uh, out of a bar in and uh, I got contacted by a comic uh, and says, hey, Doug Stanhope's going to be in your area. Do you know any venues? I was trying to get my uh, the bar that I did the open mic for to uh, to, to host to uh, to be the venue. Only thing is, at that time, there, was a, there were two comedy clubs. Uh, the main comedy club we have up in Canada is Yuck Yucks. And there's a local, there was another local comedy club called Joker's. Because, you know, every other comedy club in the everywhere else is Joker's. Anyway, it was Joker's Comedy Club. That's where they went, right? So they said, you know what? Contacted you. We like your stuff. You can open for them. You can be the, the opener. Uh, there were two shows that night. I was in the late show. And the early show, uh, basically, he was a bringer. There, I don't know whether it was a contest or something. And the audience got, got to choose. It was the bringer. That got to open for the first show. I was there. Wow. Just listen, yeah. listen, listen. Huh. Those were all the laughs he got opening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, been, I, I've been there very recently, to be honest with you. Uh, a couple of, probably three weeks ago now, I was at a David Tell show. And uh, now I'm going to be on the hook for some of the people who were, the, who were performing that night. But, I, you know, just judging the people that I was sitting around, I didn't see any robust laughs the entire night. That includes even when the tell went on. It was just like people were, like, uh, forcing themselves to laugh a little bit. I paid money to get in here. I better <laughs> chuckle. You know, that kind of thing. It wasn't. It didn't feel real at all. Yeah. Well, Ron looks like he could be a uh, David Tell impersonator. Yeah, that's what. That's no, what he got it out of me. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Well, the 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 other thing too with clubs is, uh, especially for performers that don't have a name like myself and like the rest of us, when you're trying to climb the ladder and you yeah. get try to get booked into these clubs, there are some clubs they they want you to pull two hundred people on a two Tuesday mm-hmm. night. Right. It's- yeah, out out of market, which a market that, that you're not even in. It's like, well, you're the club. You should really be pushing to get people in here. Why is it solely on on the performer? Right. Well, I did that. This is you're talking about something that I I was very instrumental in changing in music for my local scene here. Because back in the day, we used to have all those uh, the uh, when you booked a gig the club owner would say how many people are you going to bring and i was uh, i was i had an organization called long island musician support network and got people to kind of just change that around and as soon as a club owner would say that how many people are you going to bring this is your club how many and and we wouldn't take gigs 
unless the uh, promoter or the venue owner would, would say, I'm going to put this much money into advertising and promotion and all that right. kind of stuff. It's your venue. It's on you. to. My job is to keep them here and keep them spending money right. and make them come want to come back here. Right. Your job I'm, is to stay. Well, yeah. As the entertainer, in, in my opinion, as an entertainer, it's it's the entertainer's job to come in and entertain your audience but the audience is yours that you've built you know what i mean i'm not you know like like i don't think that it's on us as entertainers do we have is it good for us to have draw sure but we shouldn't be the only reason somebody wants to come to your establishment right mm -hmm. yeah they yeah. should be also wanting to come for the drugs and alcohol right. yeah well the, yeah the, the flip side of that, the flip side of that too is that because of how everything has changed a lot of clubs have gotten lazy and they'll just rely on performers like instagram following so they may right. not even book you book you unless you have a minimum of right 10, no it's it, yeah yeah that's a difficult difficult thing cuz you know what uh quality is always going to be subjective but again if you don't have a name even if your quality of your stuff is really good it's hard to it's hard to promote or or advertise for somebody people don't aren't familiar with the name yeah and comedy has a big challenge as far as that be and, and what i'm coming back to is the oversaturation of people yeah. doing it when in right. the mu music world when we had that it was a, a situation where there were just too many bands, too many people. Oh, so, oh, somebody always willing to work for nothing and promise they're going to bring all their friends. And how can a club say no to that if they, you know, they have to stay open, they have to stay in business. Somebody's promising to bring 250 people and they suck. You don't care if they suck. And then you get your club gets a reputation for having sucky people who just bring that's, their friends. Right. That's where I was going. Right. That's yeah, that's the long that's the long version of what I I've always had in my head uh, regarding regarding comics. Some that's the thing. A lot of clubs that are clicky, you know, eventually those comics are going to stop. Like you don't want to be at the same comedy club for the rest of your life doing 30, 40, 40 years the same jokes. You'll want to get out. You'll want to branch. You want those people who are currently making your club a big thing to teach others or bring other comics in here, hone their craft, bring right. people in, get a good reputation yeah. for the club. The only thing is like, here's, okay, uh, Yuck Yucks, like Yuck Yucks, like there's two clubs up here in Canada, or Canada, one, three, the two main ones that we have up here, Yuck Yucks and Absolute Comedy, right? Um, a lot of the tickets, especially for Yuck Yucks, uh, they're from companies, businesses, if anything kind of like uh like or glass seats or lower bowl seats for the toronto maple leafs right a lot of those tickets are like upper middle class company seats they're paying them or getting them for free for whatever reason right it's the people who aren't making this much the working class you know those are the people that you want to bring in number you know behind because i'm trying to say i'm trying to say it the right way because these are the people that want to laugh right, right? You want to make right. sure that you do have good quality. You don't just want a company face to say, this is what's funny. You think this is funny. No, no, no. It's, it's the realism. It's the realism there. When a comic goes up, like, here's what I mean. A, a, 
a comic starts telling sex jokes, I'm not laughing entirely because I don't have a point of reference. <laughs> I mean, right. No, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I'm 40 years old. I haven't had sex till the weekend before I hit 30. That's sad. <laughs> that's fucking sad. Well, Willie, Willie has sex 30 times a day, so it all kind well, of balances out. Of course, he was in the. I mean, he was in the I, joint. Women are going to find that sexy. I'm making up for lost time, yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is really sad, Jerry. You should really work on that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking yeah, wild. Just yeah, comes in, tries to troll. Hey, look, no criminal record. But <laughs> did your hand learn to say no? That's the question. <laughs> uh, let me see. No. No, not yet. No, not yet. By the way, I'm just letting you know it's odds are um, I'm probably the only one here not wearing pants. Is that is everyone okay with that? Uh, well, technically, I'm not wearing pants, but I'm I have something ah. on. I have something on. I have a garment on. All right. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We'll give you that, dude. If you're wearing a skirt, it's okay. I, no judgment here. Yeah, we like well, to call them kilts. Thank you. It's but, uh, yeah, kilt, but, whatever. Yeah. But mine dog, you'll want to change. You'll want to change uh, from the skirt when you have to go back later today to fight Bowser. That's true. Uh, um, uh, I just I want to mention this so I don't forget. Uh, there's a beer called Kilt Lifter, and I forget um who the distributor of it is. But we definitely need to talk to them about possible sponsorship because, A, I love that when I do drink beer, I don't often drink beer, but when I do, I like to lift my kilt a little. I sure do. Um, <laughs> and and I have my own kilt. I could do ads. I could do video ads in a kilt for Kilt Lifter. And uh, I even yep. talked to my wife about it. If we wanted to lift the kilt and show my ass, she's okay with that. We don't base sponsorship strategies on what on the our ability to do a halfway funny commercial. <laughs> Good night, childhood. It's not uh, a it's not a bad way to start. What do you mean? I don't get it. Why? Why? Why is that you bad? Wanna, because you want to base sponsorships on things you truly believe in, like non-toxic butt plugs. Things yeah. that you've right. tried and actually use in your okay. life. So you can recommend them to your audience from a place right. of authentic yes. trust. Well, no. I, well, like I said, I've drank the beer. I do like the beer. Oh, okay. um, and uh, I saw their slogan. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I was just like, why are we not trying to get these guys as advertisers? I bet you these fuckers would advertise on Coffee with the Dog all day. Well, uh, like they, all, they seem right up our alley. If I'm completely honest, we are total fucking whores. We'll fucking we'll, yeah. we'll pitch anything you got out there. Uh, uh, speaking of pitching, Ron, what are you doing tonight? Where, are you doing something uh, tonight? <laughs> you got a show tonight, Ron? On a Monday night? Yeah, tonight I uh, I host the uh, the Mister Tongue Comedy Showcase up at HMAC in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, the the Mister Tongue? Yep. Yeah. The Mr. Yeah, somebody, else, is there somebody else here that's going to be there tonight? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know. I haven't made the list yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably that somebody. Explained. Probably somebody not not that funny. <laughs> uh, hey, if you fly me down, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we fly. should be we should be really busy tonight because uh, the venue is having uh, the bartenders ball. It's a six month event. They well, it's an event they do every six months for the service industry. 
So it's oh usually, nice. Yeah, so it's usually a pretty wild night, and so doing comedy on it tonight's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, so bartenders are like a lot like Willie. They only have one ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that means they're gonna do it again in April, like around four twenty. I'd be down for something like that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, dude, because bartenders are a different crowd. Like a, a crowd full of service people, like bartenders, waitresses, that kind of thing. Bro, you could put on a whole different fucking show for that crowd. The kind of people like, that oh, Tom Segura punches down on. Now, the name of the venue again? Right. What, what's the name of the venue? HMAC. HMAC. Okay. Harrisburg um, Midtown Arts Center. Okay. okay. I thought it was like Harris Town, my ass cracks. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Harrisburg, right? I thought it was Harrisburg. No, Harris Town. Harrisburg. Harrisburg, Harrisburg, my ass cracks. Yeah. I do have a small following in Pennsylvania. I, I know that. Okay. Okay. Cool. No more dick jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> motherfucker beat me to it. But but then uh, <laughs> but then this Friday I have uh, my uh, monthly show that I do in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania at Fratelli's, and that's Friday night stand up. Uh, that happens this Friday at eight o'clock. Okay. And I have I have two comics that are from Salt Lake City that are going to be on this show: Cheyenne Jackson mm-hmm. and uh, Colin Shoemaker. So are they on tour, or they just happen to come for, coming for that show? Uh, they're they're in the area. They reached out to me like a couple months ago. And uh, so it just it kind of worked out and they're in the area. So, well, good luck with that. Uh, Jerry, you got anything you need, you want to plug? Because we are getting late and we want to make, make sure we get our plugs in. Okay. Uh, there's a open mic on Mondays. I'm actually going to be there later today for my birthday. Uh, it's called Poor House uh, in Toronto. 182 DuPont. Well, you guys aren't even going to look it up. But uh, okay, uh, Instagram uh, at Jerry F and Hodges. Same thing as my TikTok because you're supposed to have TikTok nowadays. Uh, also uh, Twitter, <laughs> Jerry F N Frank Nancy, uh, and not stand for Frank Nancy. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, Jerry F and Hodges with an E F F I N on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then on Instagram and TikTok. Right. All those, by the way, uh, are available. You can get to them all. They're yeah. all listed at jerryhodgescomedy.com, yeah. which is pretty in much, the yeah. If you if you could see that ticker, that's the most boring ticker. Come on, you can put right. some scores in there. And the not link, the, not the, the Cowboys game. I don't want to see the Cowboys score again. The the, <laughs> the link is down in this description for people who want to click on it too. So uh, I hope you got good luck with those guys. But uh, you know, the Ron, that thing that you brought up there in the area, I see a lot of this. On social media, hey, I'm gonna be in New York on such and such date. Anybody got a show I can jump on? That you would never see that in anything other than comedy. This idea that I'm coming to town, can I take a few minutes from your stage time? Yeah, but I've seen rock stars literally interrupt somebody like singing there, which has got to be one of the coolest feelings in the world. Be, being like performing somewhere in like a coffee shop or something. And then like the rock star whose song you're fucking singing walks up and fucking just does like, just I've joins never, you. I've never seen that happen ever. Yeah, no, I've like seen that. a few videos yeah. of man. That's some fucking cool ass shit. That, and, yeah, no, it it's been happening. I've seen it in law enforcement where a police officers go like, hey, look, I'm in town from Jersey. Can I come up and beat up on some blacks while I'm here? <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen that. Um, I was in Florida. 
Your scars run so deep, my friend. I don't think I'd be good with with American police because they're known for shooting cans. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm African and Canadian. So, yeah. so Ron, you were you were answering his question about the thing that the thing the thing that he was answering. Wait, about the people about the people wanting to just drop in on the show. Yeah. Uh for drop ins, uh I do have a show on Wednesday actually up here. <clears throat> it's called the Scorpio show. I just had a I just had a cancellation. So I can drop in. Yeah. If if you're a Scorpio, sure. Uh, you know what? At this point right now, it was just meant for comics who were born on the Scorpio sign like myself to uh perform because we get shat on. GD so GD can Fit in, right? That, when is it, it? You say Wednesday? Wednesday coming up, yeah. The fifteenth? No, wait, no, no. That's the eighth. Two days from now. Oh yeah. no! I, I'm getting my hair done. I can't. Oh, getting your oh. hair done. Did that he just is, say oh, he's getting his hair done? Yeah, that's the lamest excuse for not no. doing <laughs> I've I'm fucking believing. That's no. It's it, my hair is. My appointment is at noon on at eight o'clock. You know how hard it is to get an appointment with James. No, it's eight. It's noon on eight because I'm, I'm having, having a hysterectomy that day. <laughs> I, have a, I have a show on the ninth, a show on the tenth. Um, I'm having my vagina uh, realigned or something. What the fuck? I'm sorry. I, I I need more time. I can't get my hair done at, at noon and be in Canada. Later that day, I can't. I've never. I, this may come as a you know. I blame you, Canada I, for being so far away. I've never blown off a gig to get my hair done. That, that might, uh, might be a, a shock to you guys, but yeah. Well, if he were paying me to come up, yeah, I might postpone <laughs> it. Or if he'll bring my hairdresser with me, yeah, yeah. No, I'll but se- seriously, that does that really work? That they, I mean, it does. Is it a viable? I'm coming to your town. It seems like you should plan your own tour, not you know barge in on somebody else's date i don't know for me it feels like what the fuck man get your own gigs what you want to sometimes you have to put that out there because people are terrible about getting back to you yeah yeah. sometimes it's just better to put it out there in the ether to see because normally before i go anyplace i'll look around and see who the local producers are or what's going on then i'll try and reach out to them or then like just put it out there right yeah and if if you're putting a message out there like that, you should really manage your expectations as well. You know, like, because I put messages like that out there because, because I'm doing shows in like two, like two cities um, in between, like, like smack dab in the middle of these two cities is a town that apparently has a comedy scene, but I didn't, you know, you know, have any uh, traffic on, a message or you know yeah like you said nobody got back to you or whatever so you put a little something out like hey i'm gonna that's actually i think uh i think that's how i ended up doing lincoln because i was doing shows in omaha and sioux city and i was coming from the west and lincoln was on the way and so i just stopped and one show i was already set up to do but then the second show i just learned about through a message you know what I mean? And it wasn't, and I also didn't have like an expectation to make a bunch of money or whatever, but because I'm not from this area, I want more people to see my face. I want more people to see my comedy. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Yeah. Wait a minute. Do you want them to see your, I mean, if they see your face, are they going to want to see your comedy? What? <laughs> it depends on the flavor of the juice in the bottle. 
listen, listen, when they see my face, they want to see the comedy because they're like, this guy better fucking be funny. Jesus. Better be funny. Yeah. Um, we're, we're way past time here and we got to be wrapping up very soon. But yeah. uh, recently I played a, and I wasn't aware of this when it got booked, a memorial service. I, it booked Was me it to- for your cousin, the Monopoly guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. it's the mustache. I've tried to think of many mustache jokes. Well, Groucho Marx, uh, whatever. Uh, I get, I get it all. Um, yeah. I'm known as Mustache Morning Guy. I get recognized as Morning Mustache Guy. That's what they call me. It's, it's a very <laughs> disturbing. Uh, I got, I played a memorial, and yesterday there was a deacon at the at the wake service, and he was trying to do stand up. Uh, he, he was doing. <laughs> He he was doing a like a eulogy thing, but he was trying to be funny, and there were a few yucks people laughing at. Uh, have you? Because to me, when I got booked and found out after the day of the show, I found out. Oh, it's a memorial. You're gonna have to do certain like songs about death and funerals and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Have you? Would you guys take a a comedy gig? And have you ever been offered a comedy gig for something like that? Funeral memorial. Any of that one kind. of my best friends has asked me that when he dies, he wants me to speak at his funeral, knowing, and he says he expects me to be me. So that yep. means he knows there's going to be irreverent jokes, but that's why he wants yep. me speaking at his funeral. You or the... Me. Uh, yep. Me. Maybe, me too. I have, maybe, a, I have a maybe, friend but, did the same thing. And he, and I just, the only thing I said was I said, your wife knows <laughs> that either, yeah, she's down. She understands, you know, that I want you to speak at my funeral. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. They wanted me to, well, I promised my best friend that when he died, I would play uh, a certain medley for him at his funeral, but they didn't ha- end up having a funeral. They actually, they delivered him in a, like a plastic bag, which is kind of fitting for the lifestyle he led that his, he ended up in a plastic bag. Uh, but yeah, uh, but the one I did play, it was just like well, terrible. I mean, I could, I'm like, I'm feeling every second of, it, I'm feeling like I'm disrespecting this person's life by fucking singing, or something, <laughs> you know, at his funeral. Well, at least, at least you could open up with like, Hey, this room is colder than this corpse over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, what's this? What's this? Matthew Perry? Hey, eventually this year, there is some good news. If I can survive to 41, I will officially outlive Chris Benoit. Wow. Uh, nothing. No wrestling fans here. <laughs> well, uh, we hope you do and come back on uh, come back when you're uh, well you can come back before 41 too but when I, think so. I think he no I think can, Canada he has to wait a year do you yeah uh, yeah I think Canada again, has to wait a year. Rate, I'm 40 I'm 40 in the US what would, what would that make me dead because I'm black yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, Black Friday's coming up, so both you guys can come back then. Um, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, and then Brown Thursday, the one day where no one's working tech support. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 one, last, one last joke before before we head out. What's the difference between Jared from Subway and the New York Islanders? 
Uh, got nothing. Set. Jared scores before the first period. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, we not not a big hockey fan uh, audience here. Uh, they don't even know that what a period is. Other than I should I should have said the Rangers because that's more universal. But uh, yeah, that's, that's on yeah. me. But yeah, you're from Long Island, right? I'm, I'm from Long Island. Yes, I am. Ah, uh, Bruce Lipsky. Yeah, no, that's my <laughs> uncle. Oh, <laughs> my uncle Bruce. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, and William over there is in Grants, New Mexico, and uh, GD is in somewhere in the sticks of Maryland, uh, and uh, Ron is in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or York, Pennsylvania. But tonight in Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, checking the radiation levels. Over there, see if they've gone down. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, it's Monday. I have to get to a funeral, which is why oh, okay. it's on my mind. I have to go. So who's getting go... married? Uh, no, my, uh, we actually have a real funeral to go to today. So oh, okay. No, uh, yeah, no, it, you can laugh all you want because I, I, I didn't get along with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they all hate me. There's a family all hates me, and so it's a, it's a good day, good day for me to go and just be hated by people. And, yeah. Hey, real talk, real talk, sending love to the departed and their family. Okay. Real talk. Thanks for being here. Uh, I appreciate it. Happy birthday, Jerry. Uh, happy happy non-birth. Happy three weeks after your birthday, Ron. Happy Thank two you. weeks before your birthday, uh, GD. And happy never have a birthday, Willie. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. I'll never have another birthday again. Thank you. All right. All right. You guys, uh, I'm, I'm kicking you all out one by one. Here we go. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom. And I'm all alone. And now I'm kicking myself out by saying, uh, turn on your radio. Listen, this is a lost day. I'm going to have to uh, just accept it. There's no, no more work for me today. I got to go do dreary, dreadful, uh, horrible things at a funeral. So uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. Hopefully the mood will be better tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for participating. You'll get a consolation prize. And uh, see you tomorrow. Turn on your radio. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.